Blog Talk Radio. Love received so far has been so hard. There's a few 
dudes to run, but they medulas ain't sharp, man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off, any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. For everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Certainly, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are! Peace, peace, peace. Peace to you and yours. Peace to you and yours. This is No The Less Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, Brother Blue Pill, very soon to be joined by my co-host, Brother Red. Welcome to the family. Welcome to you and yours. Please take a moment out to give yourselves a round of applause. I know it's a very hectic night. The Knicks are on TV playing Boston. So, you know, the playoffs, I know family, they're monumental events, earth-moving, earth-shattering events, you know what I'm saying, that everybody, the entire world has to pause and take notice, you know what I'm saying, when the finals, uh, the playoffs for that matter, come on. So I do take note of that. For those that were able to pull themselves away from the magnetism of uh, the NBA, we salute you and say thank you for joining us tonight. Please do yourself a favor, and, um, you know, you can definitely share the link to tonight's episode. You can Facebook it. You can tweet it. You can screenshot an Instagram of the flyer, you know what I'm saying? Very fly flyer, might I add. You know, push that around your networks. Let them know that you're rocking with the best. You are here, KTR Radio. They can listen via computer or they can call in live, 347-637-2135. All right? So real quick, let me get some things out of the way while we give the people the opportunity to come inside. Let me just pay the bills real quick, y'all. All right? Be right back. Yeah, From times of lore, ancients believed gold aided in prolonged lifespans and cured many diseases. It is proven to enhance mental astuteness and sharpen intuition. Gold aids in optimal bodily function and increases electrical conductivity and cellular electrical impulses. Gold can balance energy fields and is beneficial for opening and balancing the crown, heart chakra, and the third eye. One of the main benefits from an active third eye, or pineal gland, is the ability to have lucid dreams. This elixir of life is now available in two ounces for an amazing low price of $49.99. Our bodies are our temples, and soul gold liquid drops is essential to our transformation. Order now. Go to www.soulgoldbiz.com today.
Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, family. All right. That was a very quick word from our sponsor. Okay. Give me a second, y'all. I'm I'm finishing my lunch. Like I said, <laughs> I'm on the West Coast, so we're on different time zones. You know what I'm saying? This is about the second time I ate for the day. So I apologize, but I had to get it in. You got to understand the sun is still outside. It's like the middle of the day. Some people are just getting home. Some people are just coming out. So being on the radio is still kind of weird to me. All right. Nonetheless, we are here. We are in the building. And um, I don't know if this is my co-host, but I'm going to check and see real quick. All right, caller from the 747 757 caller. What do you do? Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace to God. What's going on with you? Oh, man, I'm here. All right, all right. I'm in the I building. Just, into the family, yeah. Give me a few minutes. Um, I'm here, though. I just got to plug in my, my phone and just get settled. You know what I mean? Probably like five, the longest, ten. And then I'll be able to uh, join you. You know what I mean? I'll join the family. Peace to the family. Welcome to Nodalez Radio. This is your co-host of Red Pill. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Hopefully everybody is joining us in um, yeah. high spirit. You know what I mean? No pun intended. But, yeah, we here, though. I'm excited about tonight. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? What's going on with the Knicks? Anybody know some updates? Oh, uh, they were doing their thing. Okay. They want to They were doing their thing. I haven't um I ain't catch an update. But you know, I had to announce that to the family. I understand family. The Knicks are on. You know what I mean? So I know people got some tough decisions to make. You come out when you come back? Huh? I said when you finish you come back? Yeah, I I'm come back. I'm going to talk to you about basketball culture in L.A. Oh, it's serious? Big. To my understanding, it's real no serious out there. They're on a cold. You said it's what? I, I said I heard it's real serious out there. They're on a Kobe. Listen, let me explain something. <laughs> This is why I don't buy the concept. You got a little bit of time? Because I ain't trying to pay really. you your thing if you got to go and come back. Yeah, give me, give me my, give me, yeah, give me I'll, a minute. Yeah, I'll get, I'll, I'll be get right back. involved. Give me shit. one minute. All right. No doubt, family. All right, it's just me and y'all. Peace to the family. It is an honor to be here with you this beautiful evening. I gather that everyone's week was, uh, you know, blissful. You know what I'm saying? And many things were delivered to you, some expected, some unexpected. But nonetheless, I hope that everything found you in a state in which it uh, not only benefited to your existence, but even for those things that come into our lives that might be uncomfortable, always know that there's, you know, there's a gem. You know what I'm saying? The universe always is conspiring for your success. Some people are hard-headed. 
So they, they just can't get a text or a phone call. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it has to be a, a little bit more dramatic to catch their attention or to drive the point home. Some people are thick-headed. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes it might have to be something that penetrates that, that elephant skin interior, exterior. You know? And some people are just playing up sleep. So sometimes it has to be things that rattles them to the core and actually wakes them up out of that slumber. But whatever it was or whatever it may be, I always implore you to approach it with the understanding that the universe is always conspiring for your success, all right? So know that there is a lesson to be learned. Know that there is a way out of a situation, you know what I'm saying? And know that more than likely is the opportunity for you to evaluate some things about yourself that might be a little unsavory or just not in line with the trajectory that you have been set upon for greatness, you know? Sometimes our feet take us places where our heart doesn't necessarily want us to go. So that process has to be reset, you know? Your GPS, your inner GPS has to be recalibrated to bring you back into balance, to bring you back on track, to get you where you're going in an expedient amount of time because, you know, the path of least resistance is where the cell normally wants to go. The expenditure of too much energy to get someplace where you could just, you know, walk a straight line as opposed to going all the way around, that's 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 the path that your cells normally take. So, therefore, if you are an expression of your cells, then technically, you know, that's where you have been programmed to go as well. But we know everybody's journey is not the same. Everyone's influences aren't the same as well. And everyone's lesson isn't the same. So I'm not trying to cast a wide web necessarily by saying that those particular things dictate how everyone's lives will go. But um, more so, you know, it's going to be what you want it to be. You know what I mean? It's definitely going to be what you want it to be whether it's going to be an exciting, pleasurable journey or a very miserable, dark one. You know, those are all based on concise set of choices. All right? So just wanted to share that with the family. And, again, I um, hope that everyone's weekend, upcoming weekend, you know, it's also one that, uh, you know, you take full advantage of. I know that the weather's breaking where I'm at. I gather that wherever the family's at, wherever they're located, um, the weather might be breaking as well. I was reading in the news that they said it was a cold spell throughout the country. You know, spring hasn't really hit anywhere yet the way that it's supposed to. I know out here, out west, you know, I've been expecting more consistent weather. You know, now it's we're in the 90s for the past two days, but, you know, it's just getting there, and this is something that you would have been expected. So hopefully elsewhere around the country, you know, that, that, that weather is finally kicking in and the family is able to appreciate these beautiful spring days, all right? So, yes, indeed, shout-out to the chat. 
Shout out to my big brother, Cosmo Physics. Shout out to Cosmo Chris. Shout out to A.A. Rashid and all of the other West Coast family. Um, I believe that we find out when it's supposed to be going down out here, out west. If the West Coast family's tuning in and they want to participate and catch some festivities this weekend, I believe that Leonard Jeffries is coming to town. That's big. You know what I'm saying? Leonard stomping in L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard. Well, we got Leonard. Yeah. And NYC on Sunday, we have at Nicholas Bookstore. Um, Yeah, we got on Nicholas Bookstore, Sister Azazel. I mean, Sister Rosmariah Bay. Pause. My bad, Azariah. Sister Rosmariah Bay, brother Azariah. And his wife, Majade, are going to be doing a monumental presentation dealing with relationships and sex and astrologics, astrology. So I heard, I've been talking to a few people, you know what I mean? That's buzzing in the streets. A lot of people said that they're going to come out for that. And uh, that's going to be interesting, you know what I mean? I, I, I definitely look forward to that. You know, for the family that's on the phone, I will not have seven heaven Seymour's. Please don't ask me. Thank you. We have to work that out. It's about little. to change. That's about to change. You know. What I know. I'm. I, I I can't escape it. I was telling Quico earlier. I'm in the train station. You know what I mean? On my way to the gym, and a sister. You know, a, a sister is a little older than me. Come and sit down. I'm I'm writing in my my uh, notebook and whatnot. And she came and sit down and just gave me that look, like you know, like we go way back. So I was like, you know, one of those can I help you looks. She was like, didn't I buy some seeds for you? Do you have any on deck? I'm like, God damn, like, I can't get away from this kid, man. What's going nah, on? Yeah, my reach is far and wide, brother. Nah, I, I mean, of, real talk, man. Out of heart. I, know, I didn't know that your reach was that far. You must have been giving free samples out in the PJs. Like, they strung out in the hood. You heard? <laughs> they nodded. They nodded in the hood. So we gotta fix that. Yeah. Cause I don't want to get I don't want to get mobbed in Harlem. I don't want to get tied up. I got a. Yeah, I got a real um stern inbox from somebody. You know, no names mentioned. But you know, it's it, it's one of those people that you value. Yeah, their their eye, their judgment. You know, what I'm saying their input. Yeah. And um. His brother inboxed me and just brought some things to my attention. You know what I'm saying? He had to remind me of some things, and that made me sit up. I was like, wow, like, that's real. So I got to do everything in my power to um, make that do what it do. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, the answer or the key to it wasn't me coming out west and abandoning my post, you know what I'm saying? The only thing that is accommodating to this particular situation is some form of balance. So this is my thing. Let's let's do something like this. Cause, you know, I ain't gonna be in New York all summer and that's really just not what I do per se, but I hold it down. But 
I know that there are a ton of people, brothers and sisters, you know, family that's out there, that will be very interested in being brand ambassadors, representing the brand for Seven Heaven and Soul Gold. So what we should do, because, you know, I'm just assuming at this point that there are people out there that need an opportunity to make it pop, you know? We, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody ain't doing everything at this time. I'm, I'm just, I'm reaching, but, you know, I'm sure that, that I know what I'm talking about. Like, people need a little bit of opportunity. So we should empower two or three individuals, teach them, you know what I mean, so teach them the recipes, make them sign their life away, you know, make <laughs> and uh, have them representing the brand, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, I've I've spoken about that, you know what I'm saying, and it sounds good, Um, but we're going to work on it, and it has to be worked on, and there's still things out here, you know, shit, I got to be worked on, so, you know, it, it all falls down to that, and it's just about managing my time, and, and, and you know what I'm saying, and just working with a clear head. You feel me? I still have yeah. things that I have to do. I got orders that got to go out, and then it's just a lot. It's a lot going on, and because my mind is so open out here, you know how my mind gets. You know, this starts happening, and that's all happening. And it, you know what I mean? So I'm just like, I gotta, I gotta, I'm censoring myself. But we're gonna make those things uh, materialize. Seven Heaven will be back on the East Coast. Definitely for the uh, polite Big Gregory event. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to give a shout out to Soul Go Water and experience this third birthday on um, May 1st. You know what I'm saying? Some real big things in line for that as well. It's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on and not enough time in the day. Like I said, shout out to Rod Cool. We got the, uh, he was on Venice getting it in yesterday. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the family. Um, KT, the off degree, said, y'all better get your butts in theaters this weekend and see that Iron Man 3. You know what I'm saying? He said it is so crazy. And um, he will be here this Tuesday, okay? Hollywood Decoded is back in the building. It's going down. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's going down. So that's definitely back on deck. Before we set this thing off, you know, let me, let me, you know, get some real quick words in. You heard? Some things going on in the world that we need to talk about. But before we do that, you know, Red. Yeah, I thought I was talking to myself. All right. Yeah. I guess the brother be back momentarily. Yeah, I'm right here. You good? Yeah, I wanted to talk about 
just real briefly what I was thinking about with the basketball culture in in in, in Los Angeles. And this observation is not just designated to LA, but because I'm here and I'm in different circles, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just privy to hear certain things or see certain things. And when I do that, I feel that it's based on the fact that, you know, that's for a reason. It's for me to evaluate and to pretty much um, put in perspective, however, maybe just to share it here tonight, goddammit. But I've never seen melanated men so scientific and mathematical until it comes to basketball. You understand? Yeah, it's bad like that. Yo, they get so... I'm talking about so fucking mathematically statistical. Like, the passion that goes into this shit when they tell you about Kobe's season as compared to 1997 or 8, you know what I'm saying? Like, the passion that goes into this shit... I was just walking by somebody's crib the other day, and they were speaking so loud that you could hear, you know, through the open window. But it was a brother, uh-huh. and normally, when you see him, he don't got nothing else to say. Like these, some elders, you know, I spoke about the elders the other day, and they're very communicative. And there's other elders out here that just got chips on their shoulders, and they don't fuck with you at all. They just won't talk to you. Normally, the men, like they have some real heavy shit on them, where they just don't rock with people. So, you know, like, or some real stereotypical, like, old Black Panthers, you know what I'm saying, type of energy that you be seeing. Like, damn, homie must have really been through the revolution to be, like, 23. Like, like Kane grandparents? Yeah, Yeah, like Kane grandparents. No, that's that's the religious ones. That's a whole different demographic. These be the brothers and shit that that are adorned with, um, you know, revolutionary garb and what have you. You know what I'm saying? You Like the people okay. out here that you think okay. is on it or, or that yeah. will talk to you and communicate, that's the people yeah. you're going to have no luck with at all. They just somewhere else with it. But I walked by this brother's apartment. So like I said, you can hear everything coming outside. Yo, he was getting so metaphysical, deep statistical when he started talking about the probability, the mathematical <laughs> probability and chances of his team winning. I'm talking about, yo, this shit would make you shed a tear if you heard how brilliant these niggas get when it comes down to basketball breakdowns. But I don't ever want to hear motherfuckers talking about KT the Arc degree and why, yo, all them niggas spend so much time decoding movies. If you know what these knuckle draggers be doing when it comes time for basketball, then you would know. We have our mathematicians, our great minds, they are in the community. You feel me? They just latch on to the shit that they're excited and interested by. Do me a favor, bro. You feel me? Watch your language, man. This is a family show. I got newborns listening. Yeah, you're going in right now. You're really sounding like the broadcast on the swap meet. I know you be on crypto. I'm, I'm around the homies on. right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I know you with the homies and all of that, but relax. I'm, I'm actually with the homies, so I do apologize, and I'm getting a little animated, you know what I'm saying? But I just want 
the family to realize because I, I, I'll be, scra- be scratching my head. And I'm talking about, like, when you look at them. Yeah. <laughs> they go into the zone. Like, they almost blank out. They go into the zone, and they are able to retrieve statistics from 1968. They will tell you about basketball players that played the game before we were born. They will tell you what year Negroes got into the Hall of Fame. They will tell you how long it's going to take for Kobe to get into the Hall of Fame. They can tell you the entire roster of any year that you throw at them. They know it. They know it, B. And I think it's extraordinary. I'm not knocking them. I think that that level of recall and, 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 you know, if somebody's able to train their mind and be so passionate about something, because to me, we're going to talk, that's the craft. Hold on. Right? That's craft work. Now, let me show you something. Amir. Amir. Let me show you something real quick. Come here real quick. Name the top starting five on the Knicks. Chandler. Oh. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Martin. Yeah. Is Fatimaya or or kid? Kid. Okay. Smith. Hold on, hold on. Smith, Smith is six. Nah, hold on, hold on. Who's the top three seeds in the East right now? Miami, New York, and the Pacers. There you go. Go ahead. Go back and play. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> and I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't sit down and, and, and teach him these things. You know what I'm saying? His mother is a, is a basketball uh, enthusiast. No, yeah. Enthusiast. So what I'm saying is. And he's brilliant. So. And he's brilliant. You know, he's brilliant on other things. So it's, just, it's, it's part of his sports culture. That he gravitates to football and basketball because of who he is, melanated DNA wise, and things of that nature. And it's like these brothers who you were encountering, they but they 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 they've grown up. Some of them have grown up with it. He's five years old, and this is you know what I mean. Like this is going to be part of his childhood. Like these, you know what I'm saying. Like this is, this is culture. This is part of their culture. I don't know what they say about America's favorite pastime sport is baseball because that's that's a crock of BS. We know that it's basketball and we know that it's football. You know what I mean? And what I'm saying is these brothers are showing genius in sports. So, you know, not all of them will be able to, and maybe none of them will apply it to the information, but the same amount of people that are enthusiastic and, 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 and you know, die hard about sports, we are raising up or we are helping to raise up a whole contingency and a population of people that are enthusiastic about the master teachers the same way, they're enthusiastic about the knowledge, they're enthusiastic and, and they're, 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 you know, soaking up information about all things metaphysical and things of that nature, Kabbalah. So, you know, 
we we geniuses as people. You know what I'm saying? As people, we are just geniuses. And when we like something or love something, we go super hard with it. Real talk. Yeah. Passion. I guess, you know, that's pretty much all that I'm pointing out. If there's uh, there genius amongst us, even the people that those call, you know, that they declare or characterize as quote-unquote knuckle-draggers, you know, when they're passionate about something, they go hard, they go in. And regardless of whether you, where you sit in that, perceive that where their passion is direct, you know, is um, correctly directed, that's really not for you to quote-unquote judge. Like the because fact that there are people to say, whatever I do, I'm not going to miss no club date. And they're consistent with that shit. Like, well, remember, we used to go to the club. There would be people in the club that you would see every single time for two years running. And some people would be like, oh, they don't got Look, a life. No, their, their life is the club. Their life is the club. Look, they're consistent about every Friday and Saturday the same way that we're consistent about every Tuesday and Friday. There's no difference. Yeah, that's, that's their ritual. We were enthusiastic about being club promoters before we was enthusiastic about being radio hosts. We, did, we, we showed the same kind of commitment, the same kind of determination and passion when we were club promoters. We made sure we was at Club Cheetahs every single Friday night to help get our invited guests in, have some fun for a few hours and collect that money and go home. Yeah, right? every Friday. And, and we were ambassadors of the culture, trendsetters, introducing products, introducing networking, meeting people, introducing other people to other people, helping other people benefit in their life. It's the same, same dance song. You know what I mean? Like, ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed but the kente cloth. <laughs> Putting capes on. Yeah. yeah. We had to save some. She used to go down to Cheetah's Club. Say it again. I said, we used to save some. Saved a few of my days. No, I, I see some people getting, you know, in you Cheetah's Club. Yeah. Nah, like right behind one of them couches, it's it's a hole to, to a mentor. Like the devil be coming up in there and pulling some chicks in like, come on, come here. <laughs> you know, so, so Dracula you know. got a tune back there, like you know. Oh yeah, which 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 leads me to uh, make a comment about. I was uh, navigating through the Blog Talk portals last night. As a matter of fact, I think I got an email first about an upcoming show, and I was like, "Oh, this looks like it's interesting." And I definitely want to shout this show out and give the sister her just due. A queen by all means. They had a show last night about J. Edgar Hoover's children, the, the, the seeds of J. Edgar Hoover. And it was, you know, you know how people find creative ways to lash out the conscious community? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the best ones ever I heard. <laughs> it was very artistic. And I think that Tiaza is a phenomenal radio host. Like, she held the whole show down by herself, and she brought this caricature or this character, should I say, 
to her show in terms of, you know, how she does it. She be laid yeah. back, and then she gets real. She, she got the comedy there, the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, her shit is just, it's, it's a wonderful thing to hear. I really think, you know, they're, like, Miss Blue, she's a wonderful radio host. I can listen to Miss Blue all night. All night. Like, all sounds night. like somebody that was made for radio. She's doing this. This has to be part of her life path. Beautiful Cieza. She sounds like she's made for radio. You know what I'm saying? Like, her commentary is very engaging, very exciting. She makes some very clear, concise points. Like some shit that will make you up in your chair. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if we wanted to date. I don't know if we want to hoover's children. <laughs> shit, I'm willing to go find out. Let me find out. Let me find out. I'm hoover's. Let me find out. Let me find out. Hoover's children. Hoover's children. Nah, but yeah, real talk. Check that out. You know what I'm saying? If y'all y'all get a chance, family. Check that show out. You know what I mean? She's really putting it in. Um, of course. Yeah. So that's pretty much my my evaluation of events that have taken place. Oh, something real big jumped off. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you want to get a chance to talk about this. What's that? that uh, Sasha Shakur situation. Yeah, man. They going. They testing unique real space. You know what I mean? They gonna go try to. You know. They're going to go try to put in that twerk on her and, uh, you know, just see how real, how, 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 how much, you, how, how much do you love her? You know what I'm saying? Can you break her out yeah, again? Yeah, I, I find it, I find it Can you break her out again? If they wind up snatching yeah. her, can you go and get her? Is there, is there the even context. a, is there even a species left on this earth, on this planet? Is there still a species left with chromosomes like, uh, Anna E and them was talking about how they push out the seeds. The data ones that cre- have they created a seed yet in this generation? Oh. Have they so, created a group of seeds it's, yet? Hold, it's Hoover's children, but are there any Asada's children? That's what you asking. Yeah, is there any Asada's children? Are there any Shakur's children? I doubt. I, I I'm just saying. I don't. I don't mean to. You know. Are there any Shakur's? I don't mean to ruin nobody's dreams, but. <laughs> Once again, we from the show me state, right? There ain't yeah, been say, one. Yeah. They, they haven't been one sponsored. You know, one. Uh, 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 I don't know. I, I'm just saying. Like I haven't seen much or heard much when I when I studied on the 70s and the 60s, and we're talking about the amount of work that was put in. Negroes never do that in this post 9/11, post Boston bombing, post whatever post-Patriot Act world. They won't even talk crazy. Well, they'll talk crazy on computers, but that's it. You know what I mean? They, 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 I, I don't know if people have realized the game is being played right now, the moves, the chess moves that are being played. Uh, yeah, I think the it's a very interesting. By naming, yeah, by naming Asada Shakur, who is a political refugee, who is basically an activist, a black activist. She is a conscious community icon. They named her a terrorist. All right, family? They put the, 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 remember, the Boston shit was an exercise. It was a drill in front of the world to show you, look, niggas, this is, this is Operation Homeland right now. They locked the whole city down and dared you niggas to come outside. They dared you to get on your phone. They dared you to act crazy, and they will clap you. Everybody in Boston lined up 
play their position. They showed you a drill. Nobody had no, for one person, not even two brothers at that point, it was one of them, to show you how how how, how all of those different laws and, 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 and statutes, all of that Long. de facto stuff. To this day, they haven't labeled them terrorists. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, miss, I'm missing something here. You might have to pull me up on this one here. <laughs> you mean to tell me, right? And this is not me. Um, I'm not giving any credits to the story because I still think that people need to go look at Manchurian Candidate, you know what I'm saying? The, the second one with Denzel, you know, yeah, I'm still not buying. That's BS. But anyway, let's just say, according to the narrative, that you're telling me that these two individuals, right, um, disrupted an explosive device in a public venue, in a public setting, right, and terrorized the people because there was terror on the people's face. Even when you looked at it on CNN, he was like, oh, my God, that's right. That was a yeah. sense of terror, right? Yeah. People were terrorized by what they saw, blown off yeah, legs and ligaments and things, right? Yeah, they terrorized right. the public, right? So I don't know if the family is, is cognizant of the fact that Ever since post nine eleven, they've never made a outward declaration to define what the word terrorist means, because then that means that you know the majority of the politicians in this government will be uh, eligible for indictment. So they they cool. they, they have skirted. Or the militias, militias right. or, the or the militias, yeah, or the people yeah, who uh, openly um, declare war against your president. The ones who openly say that they want to murder or assassinate your president, those people, those people that live within the borders of the U dot S dot A dot, you know what I mean? I don't see no drones hovering over their trailer parks. I don't see nah, no kind of uh, no kind of DEA ATF officials kicking down their doors, taking their firearms. I don't see none of that. I see Negroes pampering and whimpering when they when when the white boys show up. There hasn't been one hip-hop artist who's made a song, who's, who's written a bar to rhyme car and star and did any kind of, and put any kind of twerk on a neo-Nazi since time memorial. I don't talk about Ice Cube because he's, uh, where are they now? He, he totally, you know, he neutralized anything that he ever put in in the 80s and 90s. Just for, like, we can't talk about Ice Cube. Don't talk about Professor uh, Public Enemy because, they kicked the information, but they wasn't militant. They weren't like busting shot. They wasn't on a Tupacalypse. Chuck D is the CNN. He's the the commenter, comer, you know, commentator, yeah. commentator of the hood. But he doesn't he doesn't put that mask. He's not on his Django. You know what I'm saying? It hasn't been one MC. I'm all right. I'm not talking about underground family. You got yeah. This dude just said Paris like. Who's Paris, son? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> shout out to shout out to Immortal. Yeah. We ain't talking about Immortal. We yeah. know about Immortal. We you, we I understand that there's some rumblings going on with the underground. The dead press put in work and things. We ain't talking about these rappers. That, we talking about the top 100 rappers that body be they can identify with. We talking about if you turn on MTV from 2001 all the way up into now, near one of them. Yeah, Black Pop, Paris One did something in the 80s. But then one of these rappers ever bust a shot, ever even talked greasy to the neo-Nazis, people who openly declared that, you know, 
and the Klan and all of these other, and they still here in these militia groups. They still here. Anybody to get locked up have to deal with the Aryan Nation. They still here. They putting in work behind the walls, poking dudes and all of that, catching bodies. Nobody came home and was talking greasy or, or had any kind of disposition against them. President Obama never addressed them. But you mean to tell Come me on, that yeah. you want to label? So let me, you want I want to wrap it up because we're getting a little too far in in regards to the timing. But I just think that it's an interesting context. And, of course, in my world and my views and my eyes, right, looking at the world through azure colored glasses, the only way that I can make sense of it is through the law of 44 because I see the clear connecting actors involved. I see Jiggerman, I see Obama, I see Boston, and I see Asada, you know, and all moving on that 44 energy. Jay-Z goes to Cuba, and the intention is, is, is focused on Cuba, Cuba, and they're talking about embargoes and this, that, and the other, and all of a sudden, you know, the focal point being that, and Obama being the crosshairs based on the compromise that he supposedly made for homie, and now they amping Asada's um, situation she's up to a whole other notch where she's a terrorist. Yeah, she's the bargaining she's, chip. Like, she's a bargaining chip okay? now. You don't want us to, you know, drag homie out or what have you or look into this a little bit further, give us what we want. Like, your dude is a corporate prostitute. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So on your watch, family, you carbonated, melanated women is so into homie because you think he has the perfect family when you don't have no idea what's going on behind the wall. You know what I mean? Just for you to make that judgment call based on what you think you see, the illusion of it all, and we're going to get into that tonight as well. Because that's that whole Hollywood, Hollywood stuff that, you know, them casting a spell where they could put something in front of a camera and you think that's reality. So politicians, okay, they need to have their own Oscar Awards because nobody puts in the level of acting like they do. That is what they're there for. And when you look at the White House correspondence, then then you know that you're looking at actors. You know what I'm saying? Homie is the best of his generation. He's some special. There's a man named Barry Sorato, okay, who you think is named Barack Obama. <laughs> that's his that's stage name. That's his stage name. When it's not even a conspiracy that he, he has a whole other name. He's a whole other person. But he puts on a suit and he reads a script. He even show you reading the script from the teleprompter and you don't get it. And you don't get it. But yet you scratch your head and you wonder why. You wonder why. I tell you, man, Pac would have had like 40 albums just off of the shit that we seen. Word is born. Yes. So, you know. If Pac came back, he would would check out the next day. Huh? If Pac came back, he would check out the next day with a suicide vest on. He would go back. This shit here. This is not a pop friendly reality. You know what I mean? Just give pop yeah. tickets to a two chain concert, and then <laughs> let him go to let him go to South Beach or Memorial, 
he'll turn into a Miami zombie and start eating faces. he just lose it. Should have sold that yes. pop friendly. But I want to segue that into tonight's episode because, again, family, what you see outside your window is not reflective of where you need to be, okay? But for you to put yourself in your world, okay, in a context within and surrounded by a world that might be slightly off, a little, just a little bit, just a tad bit crazy, for you to create a world of order around yourself is going to require craft work and it's going to require tools, it's going to require discipline, and it's going to require some level of spirituality, all right? So with all of those things said and the introduction of all of those elements that I just mentioned, we bring to you tonight's show. KTL presents Spiritual Craft, okay? The tools and the rules featuring our brother, Kano Grills. Join KTL Radio as we welcome Gano Grills to the program. He will be expounding upon the tools and the rules of spiritual craft work. As an actor, he will also draw the clear connections between the craft of acting and the craft of spell casting. Learn the importance of altars, candles, meaning of the ascended masses, and more. He will also be joined by some surprise guests. Okay? So, family, with no further ado, we present to you our brother from the 212. Peace. Peace. Peace, Kings. What's good? Peace. Let me start it off. Hold on. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and, and, and that, you know, we had to set that off and, and open the program with a bomb because this is a show that has been in preparation for about a year and a half, if not two years. You know what I'm saying? We've we've always been waiting on that right moment to uh roll out the black carpet and, and, and allow our brother to do what he does so so good, you know, and, and now you have it's perfect timing, you know what I'm saying? You have something that you have pretty much packaged and, and you're offering it to the family and to the community. So here we are tonight and you're just gonna give the family Sampling of that of that particular offering, as well as you know, we'll have the opportunity to chop some other things up. True indeed. Thanks for having me on the show, man. Yeah, we definitely been passionate. That we definitely definitely been um, waiting for everything to line up properly and you know playing volleyball with it. But we always stay in contact, and I'm watching what y'all brothers are doing, and I commend you on your persistence and consistency because so many people aren't consistent and you can't really achieve anything of greatness when you lack the persistence and devotion and consistency. So that's a big part of what the, um, you know, the main miracles is about that I'm going to be doing. And um, ironically enough, it's on 444 Atlantic Avenue. (laughs) There we go. You know, we go. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, 444 Atlantic Avenue. And yes, Marie. indeed. I'm standing family over there. Yes, yeah, Sister Awatis and, and Rick, 
the Coda oh, yeah, Cafe. That's what they're calling it, the K-O-T-A, Coda Cafe. And, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of powerful energies we're going to be um, bringing to the building. So I'm looking forward to it, man. Indeed. Yes, indeed. Indeed, indeed. So welcome, brother. You know what I'm saying? Definitely welcome to the program. Welcome to Know the Less Radio. You definitely yes, are rocking the best now. What's good, man? Man, you know, I'm I'm happy to be embodiment in embodiment in these uh in this last cycle, this fresh new Aquarian age. I'm 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 glad to have a front row seat in the um you know, the acceleration and the um and just everything that's going on because everything, you know, the same way I don't know how many millions, if not I don't know, billion people might have been watching that, you know, the Knicks slay the Celtics tonight, the Celtics. But, you know, we are also being watched by star nations as we evolve into a higher dimension. I mean, they're sitting back watching, keeping score, rocking back and forth and rooting for us, man, you know. So as above, so below, and this is what's happening. And, um, you know, I just urge people to, you know, be that point guard and be be aggressive with your freedom and when I say freedom, you know, gaining your papers, getting free from being in the human form, because this is, you know, this is definitely the guttural, this is the curb. And I'm not, you know, trying to castigate the beauty of what we think is real, but there is so much more to attain and to be had. But, you know, we have to get those, um, we have to get those penance down packed in terms of just being, um, consistent with our spiritual practices and come up out of these assaults on our consciousness and just really make the decision to wake up and see and realize who we really are because, you know, we're driving, you know, we have a 12-cylinder Maybach inside of our bodies, but we're walking around like we're jalopies, like, you know, like a Dodge Dart broken down from 73. And, you know, it really takes the commitment um, to bring that to bring that made back out, man, and it's just dormant. You know what I mean? Oh, that was real visual, man. <laughs> <laughs> I used to laugh. I used to laugh at the Dodge Darts, man. That I don't know if that was Hello, the ugliest man. car. I don't know what that was, man. But yeah, I got I got let one go for that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to everybody with the Dodge Dart, man. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Jalopy, hit him with the jalopy. Yeah, okay. man. You know. Can we do this real quick? I'm sorry. I don't mean to jump in like that. Peace, Gaino. What's good with you? Peace, God. How are you, man? All is well. All is well. I wanted, I wanted to know if you could introduce yourself to the family on the line who may not be familiar with uh, your resume and, um, you know, just just who you are. Okay, uh, I am Gano Grills from Shaolin, Staten Island, New York, America, USA, and uh, I am a graffiti activist. I'm an actor and a spiritually enlightened black man, you know, walking on the path. Um, For anyone who wants to see the resume, I suggest that you go to IMDB, I Mary Dog Bark dot com and just type up Gano Grills G A N O G R I L L S and 
the photo gallery will come up, the resume will come up, you know. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I actually kind of flinch when, when, when people people come up to me, yo, man, um, yo, what movie you been in, son? And they'll have like two people and I'll, you know, I'm supposed to stand there. Well, I was in this, I was in that. I was, and I'd rather just say, yeah, you know, you know my work. Cause it, it feels very funny, you know what I mean? For me to stand there and run down the resume. And I mean, I don't know, I'm just... Um, uh, th- on that level, I'm very shy. But it, 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 that is an awkward question. Not not you guys, but you know, if you're walking down the block and you're you're being approached yeah. by someone who who knows what you're in, they know what you've been in, but they expect you to stand there and rattle off everything that you've done, and it puts you in a very awkward position. Right. So, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna um, tell you yeah. like this, right? You know, I, I've told you before that I previously remember seeing you, you know what I'm saying, on a set on the town in the mid-90s, you know, around the time that Wu-Tang was making their run and Shaolin was, was making some noise and we was working with Iron Mike and specifically mm-hmm. we used to always hit the town with um with Big Jackie, with Jackie Rowe. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember seeing you from that particular era. I remember people like um, uh, Laz, what, what's his name? Lazando. Laz Alonzo. Yeah, Laz Alonzo. Yeah, yeah. Laz Alonzo was doing like the video hosting. He was he was trying to really get in there. Now he's in there. <laughs> right. Yes. I, you and, remember um, that? My dude Jay Paris was on the Jay scene. Jay Paris. Shout out yeah. Wow. Jay. Shout out Belly. to Jay. Legend. Yes. Um, who else? Um, this one like Lyris was modeling. There wasn't no. Lyris <laughs> like, Cross. No, wow. Lyris Cross. Wasn't even yeah. no model industry. It was I just Lyris. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I love. Yeah. And then everybody else could like the project before all of this stuff started rolling in, and then we are uh, and and you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, not too many people go back and remember to think for what it really was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Dudes was just really, trying to get in yeah. wherever they fit in, man. Like, you know, even, even with Mike Williams, um, Nishan Kears, Earl Nash, brothers was modeling and, and dancing and being in videos. And, you know, brothers knew that they, they had a lot more potential, but you have to crawl before you ball first. And, you know, w- whatever crack in the matrix allows you to get inside the game, then, you know, we just took those opportunities. And they, those opportunities were quite lush back in the early 90s, you know, even in the in the late 80s, man. You know what I mean? There was a lot of money on the table. Huh? Was there a lot of money on the table in that era? You know what? There wasn't a lot of money on the table for us because <laughs> we were the, you know, we were, we were the, we were the Dunamatics, the Dun Duns. Um, of the game, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of money, period, all around. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you remember the Hype William days. I mean, Hype Williams was getting all the money to these videos, man. Yeah, these videos were crazy. I mean, now, you know, you they're doing videos for like five hundred dollars, five thousand dollars, like fifty thousand no, dollars is a lot. Let, yeah, you know let I mean? me let me because I shared this with somebody the other day. I was like, I was like, yo, Hype was bodying them because now that I understand technology. I understand, like Final Cut and all of these other um, programs. He just knew. He knew. He knew the. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. had an understanding of the cameras, and he had a great understanding of the editing. And even if, even though they may have said that they were doing million dollar videos, five million dollar videos, we know he put them steroid. He put them budgets on steroids. You know what I'm saying? Like he. Well, you know what? <laughs> 
I'm going to let you tell it, man. And, and what I will say, though, is that, that Benny definitely had a talented um, – he had a he had a hard body crew underneath him with you know Benny Boom and and Benny and Boom and all of them yeah you know what I mean and and his captain yeah. brothers and and Connie Orlando who's at BET now calling shots over there like you know mm-hmm. he, he had he had a strong team underneath him and yeah man he was definitely driving that ship you know what I mean and and those budgets nah, were a, definitely yeah. ridiculous yeah he's a legend um, I love the visual aspects of Belly you know what I mean I love mm-hmm. what he did. When he went into cinema, it's unfortunate what happened. You know what I mean? I don't know the whole story, but it seems like he got shut down. You know, um, but irregardless of what anybody has to say, really, of the fact that it was daring. At, you know what I mean? They took a, they took that whole minister, uh, the whole Farrakhan twist. You know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. With Conrad Muhammad, was it Conrad? I don't know. One no, it was Conrad. Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, Roger John Pierre Smith. Um, mm-hmm. he was he did he make that final cut because I know that they made a last minute decision, um, when that was happening. You know what I mean in '98, and and DMX was on set and Power was on. I mean, you had a lot of different, uh, a really good mixture of, mm-hmm. of of energy in that movie, man. That was crazy, yeah. wasn't it? And I I appreciated him for that. Yeah. Just just by introducing, you know what I mean, the concept of, you know. The Nas character, Sincere, and Tommy Buns, the streets versus the consciousness. Feel me? Right. Yeah. And you see what happened. He 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 showed the streets turning into being introduced to consciousness towards the end. You know what I mean, as wild as Tommy Buns was, as to as as close to the edge. You know what I mean? As close right. to the dark side and the underworld that he portrayed the character. What he ultimately showed is that there's there's always chances for transformation. So we did see the butterfly effect place in that movie. You know what I mean? Nas over, you know, the influence that Nas had was stronger than the influence the DMX character had because at the end of the movie, you saw his character, his mind, the mind state of a Nas character influencing the main character who was um, DMX. Yeah, basically, and and on another note, I mean, on that note too, I don't know if a lot of people know my man Power. You know what I mean? Exactly. Who is, um, who, who played knowledge in there, but a lot of yeah, man, that dude is like you know that was he, a powerful he, role right there. He got absolutely man, and and Power shout shout out, baby, I love you, man. Um, I think he did his thing, and, yeah. and, and, and he did his it thing was in black really, and white too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was I'm it was in black and white. Yeah, people, listen, not, listen, listen, a lot of people, a lot of people can't go toe to toe with with Mike Tyson, man, and like put Mike Tyson in his place or just stand strong against that dude. Power's a funny dude because one one thing I always tease Power about is that he he always is the same no matter what. You know what I mean? He always stands his square. He's a very interesting dude. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, man. That, from what that, I that heard, he had a lot though. to do. Yeah. From what I heard. He was an integral part behind a lot of the, what we knew about the Wu-Tang, a lot of the moves that were made. You know what I'm saying? He, uh, Power was behind a lot of that stuff. You well, know? let's put it like this. Power definitely put it on the table. He put it on the table. No doubt. Yes, he did. No I've seen, I seen it. It's a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, I heard. You know? You know? And, so you like and to, I have um, to see this. And real quick, part of, part of self, God, but I have to say, yeah. man, you know, I'm going to put this out there in the ether. 
Um, I don't have contact with DMX. I haven't seen you in a minute, but holla at me, DMX. If anybody is out there listening, I got to get my hands on DMX because me and you got to talk, man, for real. Like, me and you got to go in a room, sit down, and really, really build a lyrical pyramid, man, because I see what he's trying to do, and he's he's reaching out, and I don't like the way Ilyana Van Zandt mishandled the brother. I don't like, I mean, you know, her skill set is not what DMX needed. That whole thing was a debacle. You know what I mean? Hold on. She she listening to the show. Talk directly to her. Iyana, listen. Listen. Iyana, I know you have Ashe. Me and you, you know, shout out to Baba Martin. Um, and I know that you know what you're doing, but I, I got a that thing just rolled in my stomach. You know what I mean? When DMX opened up his heart and he cried out. You know what I mean? He showed you that pain, the way you responded. You should have grabbed him and rocked him in your bosom and said, brother, it's going to be okay. And you should have really – but but you took a stance of callousness, It so it appeared. I don't really know all of the B footage, the B-roll that was there, but I think what was edited and what was presented to the public did not – you know, a lot of people really couldn't swallow that pause. So with with him – Bearing his soul like that, you could have been a lot more compassionate, and you need to add a little more of that in your skill set. Because I just saw that some lady sitting on your lap on the Oprah show, like you know, she was a grown woman sitting on your lap. I don't know if that was your daughter or who she was. I just happened to be going through the channels and I saw that, and you could have gave just a little bit of that to DMX I mean, because he needed let's, it. Let's, you feel me? Let's, let's so that just wasn't correct. Yeah. You know, yeah, so so I'm saying I'm I'm putting it out there like if if anybody mm-hmm. has contact with DMX, DMX get at me. You know what I mean? I'm not hard to find, and I want to help you. I want to talk to you because DMX is un, under certain influences. He he's not even aware of what's really happening, but I see it clearly from a spiritual level, and I want to help DMX, and I can, and I will. So somebody has to connect those dots. Right, I put it out blue. There. Yes, sir. Open up my line, my 347. All right. Yeah, you in the building. Hello? Yeah, can you hear me now? Right. Yeah. So, Gano. Hold on. I ain't finished with Gano. Before we get, I I just want to finish up with this entertainment industry. You don't mind, brother, do you? No, nah, not at all. Because I know we have some aspiring actors and actresses. How you I know y'all on Instagram? I see that. y'all on Instagram. Hold on. I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm reading your mind. Maybe I'm reading your ways, brother. Okay. But um, I briefly just want to talk about the state of the game right now. Okay? Mm-hmm. I know that oh, we live level. in a period you, you know, we live in a we live in an era or we live in a in a period now where the tables have turned a little bit. You know what I mean? Um people have more power than they had, let's say in the nineties and the Height Williams era. Pre, you know, similar to what I was saying a few minutes ago 
um, the everyday video editor now is more familiar with the editing programs that they were not that familiar with in the 90s or they didn't have access to. Um, the computers are stronger now. The, um, the, the, the ability to um, make a short film is easier now than it was a decade ago. The channels in which to shop a movie are more open. You have Netflix, you have Redbox, you have all of these online um, portals that will launch, that will host independent movies and things of that nature, short films. Um, I believe I even heard people are selling stuff on iTunes and Amazon and things of that nature. Shit, you could go eBay on them if you had to. You could, you could. There are people are selling them um, their projects on Kickstarter and, and Indiegogo. Um, there's some crowdsourcing websites that we're gonna have a big show about coming up very soon. But um, and then it's interesting to me because, and this is really with a lot of sisters. I'm, I'm not talking. I don't talk to a lot of brothers about their profession too much. You know what I mean? Because I just don't. I tend to talk to a lot of sisters about, you know, like. What is it do you do, sis? Like, what are you into? Or I, I read a lot of people's posts, um, you know, what, what they describe themselves as. And a lot of women say that they're actresses. But it kind of blow it, 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 it startles me because I'm like, what kind of actress are you? You know, like, and what did you act in? Like, you got to be a, you have to act in something to be an actress, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they probably haven't gotten it. They haven't gotten their break yet. I think what they're saying is that they they aspire to be an actor. Their intention is to be an actor, although they haven't gotten their break yet, and they're doing what they have to do in order to get their foot, little pinky toe in the door. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but I understand what you're saying. It could be somewhat annoying when you know you're you're, you're posing as an actress, but. You don't have anything to prove that that claim, so I understand where you're coming from, you know? Yeah. Like, I won't say that I'm an artist until I created some art. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that to say that, you know, when I did speak to these sisters and they did express the fact that they were aspiring to be actresses, things of that nature, you know, it, it impressed me because many of them, was so beautiful, you know what I mean? It had, had, you know, they had this presence about them. They were so photogenic, you know? We took some test shots and stuff. And um, I always said to myself, I wonder why we don't pursue as a culture, you know what I mean? Like, as, as, as you know, aspiring directors, aspiring actors, aspiring actresses, aspiring producers, all of these aspirations that we have as a people and as a, as a you know, as a generation, because, you know, we all came up, everybody knows that, you know, the next man want to get on, everybody wants to get on. And I'm like, why are we not getting on in um, creating our own lanes? Why are we not taking advantage of the cameras that are available to us and these uh, outlets like that I named, such as Redbox, Netflix, and things of that nature, to tell compelling stories And I'm not talking about the regular Like I ain't talking about Belly 2 You know what I'm saying I'm not talking about You know like uh, Booty Call 8 You know what I mean Like I'm not talking about The movies that we grew up with And we know that it's like buffoonery You know what I mean Like we, we just know that what it, we, I'm not talking about 
scary movie one to six with the with the Wayans brothers and their homo agendas. You know, I'm talking about some well thought, you know, um, let's say like a Love Jones kind of movie. It it showcases the culture. Um, it celebrates relationships and, and, and um, you know, love. It uh it also showcases uh, art, an art form um, let me let me let me jump in real quick. I, I heard I feel okay. that I feel where you're going and 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 I feel your your, your spirit. Um, first of all, I, I would say that we are doing that now. I mean, I, I see I'm in the streets. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of young cats that are students of the movies. You know, like if you want to take it to shotters and you know stick up kids. I mean, people are making attempts to do this. They're learning the industry. My man, um, Ike Stapleton from you know, from, from Monticello, from Catskills. I mean, he's nasty with the camera. There's a lot of dudes that are scratching at the door. And even old girl, um, Blue, I want you to bring her on, too. I'm, I'm not going to um, say her name. But, yeah, she is writing something now that's going to rock the world. And this is coming from a, um, a female that has her own tapestry of experiences. But to, you know, just to entertain um, your quixotic yeah, there's a lot of young talent out there, Shaka King. Um, there's so many people that are writing, um, not, you know, this this tomfoolery, you know, coon menstrual show. That has its place, too, okay? So people go out to see that. I think it's a myth that black people don't support um, articulate, well-done movies that are not um, of the coon element, um, that's not true. They just don't I'm give it the same credence, you know what I mean? Yeah, well. so there's a lot of people that are writing that. The, the, the right. content is out there, and I would just, you know, plead with people to continue to write, don't lose hope, because the tides are turning, and you see how, you know, accessible all of these, you know, this equipment is, and anybody can rock right now. So there's really nothing holding you back except your own fears of, you know, of getting on, you know what I mean? Blue. Drop a bomb for them, Blue. Because yeah. that's why, I, you know what I'm saying, like, that's why you on the show tonight is very important. And that's why I had to ask that question, because I don't want to assume, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's similar to somebody coming to me and saying, you know, what's up with the conscious movement, yo? You know what I mean? What they doing? All I hear is this and all I hear that. I, I have to sit them down. And you know, get up some moringa in their water and explain to them like <laughs> you may not be inside of the movement to see what's happening. Yeah, you guys are looking for you know you're looking for the next side of Shakur to get broken out of you know uh, Fort Leavenworth. You know what I mean? Like you're looking for mm-hmm. some kind of you know you're looking for some kind of Black Panther kind of program that that, that you've been indoctrinated into to. You know, you're looking for, like, uh all-out shootout to, to make you feel like, yo, this movement is doing something. You know what I mean? And, and it's, 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 it's retarded the way some, certain people think about these things. Like, they don't put their mind, they, they don't use the right kind of thought path, thought process. And right. they sometimes do a lot of assumptions based on a, a debate that may have taken place three years ago. They want to paint the whole community like all of us debate, like everybody is about a debate when there's only two people in the debate. 
and there's like a hundred teachers out there, and only like five of them or ten of them may have been involved in a debate in their life, you know. So I sometimes that's that's why shows like this is important. That's why a lot of um, lectures are important because they help keep people up to date. They they you know they help their progress reports. This is what's happening. This is what's being done. This is this is you know this is where people are taking it. This is what we yeah. need from the community. If you guys are out there, like last week, I put a call out for the artists to step forward. I went to the Whitney Museum. They had an exhibition on the blues, and I was blown away by, um, you know, just the simple fact that the Whitney had something that they were dedicating to our people and our culture, you know what I mean? And and, and everybody from around the world was getting to view it, and, and, and the experience that it had by going into those different rooms of the exhibition really showed me that this movement, this renaissance that is taking place, oh, you like there, there, there's an art element, there's an artistic element that's missing. Okay. Right. There's well, an artistic well, well, element. Let, let, let me jump in. Let me jump in, God. This is the thing. It, it, it is happening, and there's a lot of, um, there's people, like I teach in, in different schools, man, just on this side, and I hope, um, these high school kids, I introduced them to things like, you know, Shakespeare and August Wilson and, you know, um, literary giants and exposed them to different things. And these kids, you have to, it starts from a very young place, but the intent is out there. There's a sister on Staten Island, the name is Saj de Musa, where she has something called the Universal Temple of the Arts, where, you know, she has the, the jazz show and all of these different grants that she goes into the school and she teaches these kids about environmental art. And I've joined on and I teach, you know, everybody from grade school up to high school, you know, these young kids about different, you know, acting skills and um, different tools to use. And I just incorporate a little bit of spirituality out there. But, you know, there's people out there like James Jocelyn, Gerald Barkley, Jerry Lamoud, Rod Gales, Mel Jackson. These are young black writers that have produced and written documentaries as well as films. Um, but the tides haven't turned to the point to where, you know, the ear of Hollywood is fully um, on the, you know, I mean, with the success of Tyler Perry and certain other people, they always want to know what, what, what else you got, what you got next, you know what I mean? So T.D. Jakes and all these other people are bringing stuff in there. And eventually it'll get to a point where a lot more of us are prevalent in Hollywood and these things will be supported. But, you know, I'm just going to stress to people you know, don't lose your dream, but keep writing, um, keep your pen hot, stay prolific, and incorporate, make your writing as tight as possible, because when you have a movie like, um, let's just say Monster Ball, all right, um, that movie was so well written, it kind of bypassed the expectancy of somebody like Halle Berry, who said, I'll relax the salary that I would normally get, because there's, the writing is so good that I have to be part of this, you know what I mean? So there's nobody in Hollywood from Idris Elba to Denzel to... Um, to Forrest Whitaker that would not clamor to be part of um, of a script that is so well written, you know what I mean, that it is beyond yeah. them getting paid whatever they're used to getting paid. So if if if, 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 the, if the writing is tight enough, and a lot of these kids that are in you know NYU right now or purchase or all of these these artistic schools continue to write because everybody on the planet has at least three bangers in them. And when I say that, everybody mm -hmm. has a hit movie, they have a top-selling novel, 
or two, everybody mm-hmm. has that in them. If they open up the channel of communication to their higher self, how do you do that? There's different modalities and ways in which to expose yourself to yourself. What do you mean, Gana? What do you mean, the higher self? There's a part of you that's not here. That's a bigger part than the holographic projection that you think you, that, that you are here. So we're an emanation of something that's a lot bigger. So when you get somebody like J.K. Rowling, who's clearly pulling from a higher version of herself, she didn't make any of that stuff up. But what she did was she pulled from higher worlds that exist for the benefit of herself in this world, and that is what's possible when people have spiritual practices and the proper tools in which to funnel down the higher dimensional parts of yourself that are not in this dimension. The only time uh. we give ourselves, the only time we give ourselves permission to experience those higher dimensional aspects of ourselves is when we're sleeping. When we go to sleep at night, we say, okay, I'm going to turn off the conscious mind and I'm going to go into these higher dimensions. And then when you come back into your body, when you come back into your body, then as soon as you open your eyes, your brain starts going delete, 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 no, 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 yet, yep, yep, because it doesn't fit the mechanics of those higher astral realms and higher divine worlds don't fit into this reality. It's like fitting a square into a circle. It's just not going to work. So dream work, dream recall is very important, and it's, it's actually not a right term to describe what it is that you're doing when you're outside of your body. And that's a trick that they play on you. Oh, it's just a dream. It's a fictional thing. It's not what it is, man. You know what I mean? So that's why my workshop is going to be encompassing all of these things. And I'll just say this. The question is, how much of what you do on a daily basis empowers you? Not a lot. But this workshop is going to give you permanent empowerment on so many different levels because most people spend time listening to this lower grade music. All I want from my bed, the big booty girl. I can't stand those type of lyrics, man. I mean, I could tolerate it if I just happened to be in a club for a minute or if a car's going by, you know, but what lyrics and, and, and those, those gigahertz do to you, you know, they're stimulating you in the wrong direction. The video games that have all of this violence in there are desensitizing you, which is the reason why it's so quick for a, young, for a kid to get punched in the face, and he doesn't know how to fight because he didn't grow up in the 70s and the 80s and cultivate his knuckle game, so he's quick to pull out the steel and click off on you, and he's not thinking about the repercussions or even the spiritual implications behind what you're doing because you don't get away with anything that's another thing that I'm going to be talking about. You don't get away with anything. It doesn't matter if somebody is looking at you. It doesn't matter if you get caught or not. You are doing it to yourself because you have to pay for that in the astral. When you cross over and you're not in this dimension anymore, you've got to work that out on the astral human afterlife. You don't get away with anything. So what are you doing to yourself? You know what I mean? So people just are missed educated about what this you, is over here. Are you telling the people that they live in the Truman Show? You know what? I haven't seen the Truman Show, but if it's on that uh, construct, I'd have to say yes. Yeah, we just had a, um, a do the right thing moment. <laughs> right. You know, and it was at the, um, on the brownstone, and the white boy with the, with the bird jersey said, he's like, oh! 
<laughs> now you gotta see Truman Show. That's I'm gonna have to get the movie and so I can yeah. about the, the world that we live in. It's a must. Matter of fact, that's you know right. What I'm saying? You have to see the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. You know, but, so Hollywood is you yeah. know they get all of these real you know these real constructs. They put it out there. And then when somebody like me comes along and starts knocking on your door and telling you that, you know, this is real, you're like, ah, please, I saw that in the movie. Oh, that's not real. And it's like, okay, well, what do you think they got that from? There's nothing new under the sun. You know, you'll accept it and pay $12, $15 for it in the movie and, and be entertained by it, but you're not willing to accept the plausibility of that being derived from an actual fact. Ergo, the truth is strange and fiction. Exactly, almost to the to the to the letter of the word that I was explaining the other day. You know, we had the brother on the show talking about Star Nations for the Ross Ben, and um, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people get real uncomfortable. And I was sharing my own experiences about the fact that I'm surrounded in this community by quote unquote conscious people, people that are supposed to think and vibrate on a higher level, but those have specifically been the people in my company that have always tried to keep me earthbound when I talk about, you know, things that pretty much challenge the concept of what people are fixed into this third dimensional mindset. So when I'm mm-hmm. talking about the crystal, you know, the mothership, when I'm talking about, you know what I'm saying, my ability to communicate with them mentally and, and show people and, you know, in real time, how that how that can happen? Like, look, I'm gonna tell them to disappear. They disappear. I'm gonna tell the light to get bright, and it gets brighter. And that freaked the shit out of people. They wasn't ready for that. Mm-hmm. So I said, why would people go to a movie and pay thirty something dollars? Because now they want to see it in three D. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Iron Man just came out in four D in Japan, where you could smell things. And, and, and feel things. So 4 is mm-hmm. on its way. Yeah, so it sure saying, is. Why would you pay $30 to be entertained and to arrest your, your, your consciousness because your mind can't differentiate once you're in a movie theater? It's just it's just receiving. So yeah. you would subject yourself to that on a movie screen to have that experience, but then when they come outside and I tell them to look up, they won't do that. And the shit bugs me out, and I'm, you know, I'm really at odds in trying to figure this out. So, well, you know, brother, don't, don't be, don't be upset, man, because I mean, it goes way beyond the Willie Lynch syndrome. It's way bigger than that, man. The diversity of 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 humans. It's not just black folks. It's human beings. Period, man. And the, the racism and, and all of the other stuff are artificial programs that people subscribe to. And even, listen, I love to watch the Knicks do their thing. I like sports. I could take it for what it's worth. But even behind that, the, dia, the, the diabolical nature behind that is divisiveness. So sports, politics, these rival up the tribal constructs that we all have inherent within us. And secretly, you don't like the other team and the other team doesn't like you. And as long as you have that energy in your body, even at the modicum, at the most infinitesimal point, it blocks you from 
getting to a higher station to where you can receive the light in your body and see these star people and see your ancestors that are beyond your bloodline, but they go off planet into into the serious star system, or they go from Orion and the Pallades, and they're here waiting for you to unblock all of those deficits from your body so that you can engage with them on a cognitive level. Let me open up Red's line, and I'm going to share with you something that was communicated to me, and it was that same sentiment, you know what I'm saying, with, 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 wow. with our star ancestors explained to me. They said, look, you got they said two things, right? Mm-hmm. And the brother actually confirmed this with me by sharing he had the same experience, you know what I'm saying, when they contacted him. They was like, look. People are too superficial. They said if a requirement were that in order to come up to this ship, you couldn't have clothes on, you know how many people would stay on Earth? <laughs> they said they said they said if, if they said if there was an requirement that you had to come up here and you were met at the door by a Caucasian or you had to sit next to one, you know how many people wouldn't make the trip? Yeah. They said we can't fuck with y'all. Now right now they yeah. said Humanity has a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. So I speak about my experience. Um, I had a, you know, an eye-opening experience while I was watching. I was not watching. I was listening to the Eminem show. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. it was a truly spiritual experience where spirit was able to have me listen to that particular body of work in pure darkness. Like I had to turn all the lights off closed my eyes and, and, and I had to go into deep meditation while listening to this particular offering because all of the, this one I was doing um, hip-hop journalism, so I had to do a review and I wanted to do it from a place where I wasn't being um, subjective based on what the chatter of the time was. With people saying, oh, he can't be nice, he's a white boy. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want to make my own decisions, you know what I'm saying? So I had to block out everything and you know I was shown an extraordinary vision and the vision that I was shown was a ball of fire right hit a mirror it was about 10 times the size of the sun it was out in the um, you know in the solar system and this ball of fire just came crashing and just destroyed it or just busted up until Micro particles. It was almost like stardust, okay? Mm-hmm. And this stardust filtered throughout the entire galaxy, and stardust became part of clouds, or what have you. And these particular clouds now formed into, you know, the meteorites passed through them, and it crashed into different planets. And this stardust now became one cell amoebas, and then the one cell amoebas grew into different. Um, animals and what have you. They 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 showed this example of what I'm talking about in the mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. Right. The scene in the mission to Mars when, uh, you know the the, you know what I'm saying the uh, the extraterrestrials as they call them. They showed him the whole breakdown of how the planet was formed, planets were formed, or what have you. And mm-hmm. I'm saying all I can say that at the end of this particular vision, it was shown to me. 
it showed me that every single thing in existence, regardless of what you call it, how it looks, every single thing, gay, straight, black, white, pink, purple, whatever, every single thing in existence is animated by a spark of light. Everything. Listen, man. I'm going to go you on even better. The ancestors said that's the only thing that you need to focus on. The minute you stop acknowledging the light and every single thing that you come into contact with, then you're off your path. As long as you continue to do such, that's then right. you will be able to pass the test because everyone is down here and fucking oh, pardon me, it's my bad. Spanish program. Everybody down here is in class. We're in a classroom taking this test. And the test right. is the 52 fake out. Do you think that what you're looking at is actually what you're saying? It's not. And that's why the context of tonight's conversation fits so accurately into what we're talking about. That's right. You're going to see the Django, and you're looking at Jamie Foxx, but you think that you see the Django, and his name ain't even Jamie Foxx. So even the fact that you think you see Jamie Foxx, you don't see Jamie Foxx. Because that's not the name he was given when he came to this planet. Nope. That's character within itself. So but you know what? Though, and, 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 and beyond that, and not even to cut your wisdom, I want you to stay right there. Let me just let me just splice in real quick. And that is not even that's just an earthly name, but that's not even his soul name. And soul name that's not even his spirit name. That's what I'm yeah. saying as well, right? So it's 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 it's, it's so many other layers and complementary elements to who we are, our true self, fully unfolded. That's right. So that's the ancestors right. were like, look. Bump all that, you know what I'm saying? Whatever somebody's telling you and trying to indoctrinate you, and say, you go outside right now and try this stuff out, okay? So I did, right? I rolled up some purple. Nah. <laughs> but I went outside, and I was in an elevated state at the time. I was vibrating very high, you know, on this particular day. And as I walked through the street, from my heart and my pineal gland, I spoke mentally to everyone that I encountered with, and I was like, I see the light in you. And then I would shoot a beam of light from my pineal into their pineal. Every single person that I was encountering and speaking to on that level would look up and look at me and smile, acknowledge me somehow in some way to show me that was the path. That's right. So that's craft work to me. If somebody did not show me something that contradicts that, then all of the books that you read, and lectures that you've been to, and hateful commentary that you can think of, it will not work with those who know. That's you right. Me? That's this right. is just a husk. This is the fake out. Inside of you is the spark, is the light. That's all you are, okay? Yep. you just here driving it right now, animating your experience, and, and you know what I'm saying, putting some um, entries into your, 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 da- your data journal. That's right. That's and not you know who what? You are. I have to say, I have to say too. You saw Eminem, if I if I heard you right, in his true form, and he's really just a spark of light. And what if Eminem, eight lifetimes in a row, was a black man? In this lifetime, go ahead. I just wanted to add. I wanted to slice in where you was just taking that. We was having the build of the night, and I told fellas, I told the family, stop forgetting that we come back in any form that we want to. That's right. You got brothers reincarnating as white boys just to live the life. 
That's right. And not so only that, but that's a them, common thing. Straight, yeah, when you look at them, they blacker than you. Yeah. They got the culture. They part of the culture, but they said, shit, I'm going to come back as a cracker from the Hamptons this time around. I'm tired of living that life. I'm, I'm going to just come back because in this generation, in this time, he talked, we know who is at the top of the pyramid. You know what I mean? Yep. Y- y'all could get on your melanin recessive, pineal is calcified. We just talking about on this game, in this game, at this theater, or at this casting for this role, we understand who the where the roles with the role is being played. We understand the roles. So some people just say, "Shit, I'm gonna just come back as a white boy. I don't gotta deal with none of this shit. Right. I, I'm not even gonna have nothing on my conscience because I, I have a soul. I don't have their soul or their spirit. I'm gonna just be them as a vehicle so I can drive through easy paths. <laughs> you know." I ain't gonna have a problem snatching the uh, my sister. Let me stop. Nah, listen, man. Yeah, it, it could be that arbitrary, or it could be as deep as you want it to be, man. I was on the train today, and I saw this. I saw this dude. I saw this. This is young white cat. He's about my height. He's about six feet, and um, he had very blonde hair. He, you know, he blonde. You know, how it gets like extra blonde, blonde, blonde. And he's walking and he's switching and you know I'm like okay he's he's like for math that's cool whatever, and he has his boyfriend with him and this guy you know th- this white dude is like a straight up woman like a sexy woman now I'm watching these dudes and you know and and they're trying to I guess curtail whatever their affections are for each other and to me in my mind the the, the egoic part of me the human side of me wanted to be annoyed but I'm like why that's their business. You know, my my young guard, my nine-year-old son wasn't with me, so I wasn't worried about that. There were no kids around for them to be offended or confused about what they was going on. But even deeper than that, our job is not to judge anything because everything that is a difference is a test for you to see how you're going to respond. And this dude that was had the clear energy of a woman was just that. It was a woman in a man's body, and not even even deeper than that. That's probably been his bull for many lifetimes. It just happens that somebody came back in the same sex as the lover, and how do you deal with that? You've got to rock out. And then it's a test for the individuals to see if they're going to apply love to the situation and see if that bypasses all the other stuff that society is going to give them. You know what I mean? But... Everybody else that's looking at that has to just say, you know, love is love. And love is where you find it. It is what it is. I can't judge you. And one of our jobs on this locomotive that we're on going through life is to look at everything just as an observer and not to get stuck or judge, ridicule, or castigate on anything. Thank you, brother. Do you want me to segue and bring your guests in at this particular time? What's the area code that I'm looking for? I believe that's a good question, God. I think it's four four three, God. four four three. I don't see mm. Okay, let me see. Let me look right Nice here. guest is in the call queue and you know who you are. Please press yes, number one on your phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So your 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 line can um light up on the switchboard and I can open up your line. So tonight's guest, if you are with us in the building, please feel free. Press one on your phone. 
Yeah. But yeah, man, you know, that's that's what it is, bro. You know. But we could keep on rolling, man. If they, you know, it's they, they might be in the cut, man, because we did kind of go over the time. I was saying that it's going to be around 10 o'clock and, you know, they'll call in it, so. You said what now? I didn't hear you well. No, I'm saying we, we could just keep keep it moving, man, and, and, and if they call in, you know, oh, yeah, you'll see Yeah, yeah, them, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. So, um, you know, we're we, we moving along. Good, mm-hmm. touching on some things. You know what I'm saying? Is there any yeah. way or anywhere that you want to segue? I want you to talk about how your experiences in Hollywood led you to where you're at now. Because that's a shift. That's a jump. You know what I'm saying? And also, mm-hmm. the family wants to know in the chat how many people in Hollywood, how many people that but they are in the craft of acting actually know about consciousness and the knowledge itself. And in my own question is that as actors and people that are constantly interfacing with higher levels of information by way of these scripts, by way of, you know, the ability to transcend, you know what I'm saying, what Hollywood has to offer, turning dreams into manifestations and plastering it on a silver screen, by them using the continuous template of the hero's journey, and we have proved time and time and time on this show via the Hollywood Dakota series, that every story they tell is, you know, a carbonated story. It's our story. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in the face of that, surrounded by that, how can someone have so much exposure to the higher levels of information and it not find its way either into one of our scripts or something that people come out of their role and actually move towards enacting a la uh, Wesley Snipes? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a good question, man. I, I think that um, there is a handful of people that, well, first of all, I think a lot of the directors, a lot of the producers and the writers that are in Hollywood that have the power to call them shots and pull that button um, or pull that lever definitely have occult knowledge and um, the ones that inadvertently in, incorporate those things, you know, ergo the the all of the um, the puppeteering that happens during the halftime Super Bowl, and whether these people or these artists are aware or not aware or not that they're doing a ritual and acting out a cosmological event above their heads in the planets and in the constellations is irrelevant. But to be specific. Um, who has knowledge? I mean, I suspect that Forrest Whitaker has Ache. I suspect that um, Wesley Snipes and um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne have um, comedic knowledge. You know what I mean? Um, but honestly, I, I can't have these deeper conversations about star families and, you know, the gods. Um you know, they, they're really on the just the Jesus level, and that's fine, too, because I can have a very extensive conversation about that as well. Um, but people really don't entertain any of the other avatars or the other higher beings that have been coming here since BCE that have been trying to help us grow. So I really can't – and, and I, know, I know the guest that she calls in, but um, let's just say her name, Sonia Sohn from The Wire 
and from body of evidence, she's a conscious black Asian woman that has a lot of, you know, me and her were just talking on the phone for five hours the other day, and it went by like 30 minutes, you know what I mean? And we're definitely in the same soul group and you know we have we've had these synergistic experiences that that will blow your mind but yeah no there's not a lot of actors that i know of that i can say are awake or conscious to the degree to which they can kind of point out what's going on like you you know your brother or clico you know what i mean or ample or or anyone can just break certain things down because they're connected to you know the higher beings, you know? So I can't really, you know, I can't really say who, but I know I am, and, um, you know, I can only speak for myself. Right. You know, and I just think that it's it's worth noting that the um, craft of casting, you know, casting an actor into a role Mm -hmm. (laughs) is a very clear indication, as we've shown numerous times on this program, that there's conscious intent that goes into casting a character because those characters are cosmologically aligned. You know, the physical actors align with their character perfectly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and yeah. that's, just, that's just not something that's done by rolling the dice. These people are perfectly casted into their particular roles to enact some sort of, you know, um, expression of a cosmological energy that these movies are, are are written about. Well, here's the thing. What's this? I, I want to share an exp- um, right. something that, that I shared with Al-Qaeda the other night. And by the way, Denzel definitely is someone who Just right. has, you know what I mean? He, he, he knows and what time he, it is. Right. And just use an example because yeah, a lot of my examples, unfortunately, are not centered around melanated beings in Hollywood. But, you know, the Hollywood expression is still one that's magical. So take someone like Robert Downey Jr., who's Iron Man, okay, whose birthday is April 4th. He's a 44 resonator. We know that Kabbalistically, iron and blood are all equal to the number 44. So here you have yeah. this person that perfectly fits into the role and the emanation of the character that they're playing. That's why that particular movie, you know, is estimated to break all blockbuster records this weekend because he's in his groove, he's in his role. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, but hold up, hold up. I'm going to come at you from a whole number angle, right? Bust yeah, this. Yeah, your guess is in Could the it building. Be? I'll just let you know oh, that, okay. please continue. Okay, I'm going to just make this point and then you can bring it on day, right? No doubt. Could it be that you got the gods, you know, the Olympians, the Titans, the Neturu, the Orisha, the Divas, the Davis, the elemental gods, right? They are all Sound above like us in higher, yeah, in, in higher realms. They choose who they want because they have children on this planet, right? So the same way Shango is one of my parents, I didn't know who Shango was, man. Before I, I played him in a play, he was showing up in different things that I that I was doing, and I'm like, who is this Shango? I didn't know anything about none of that. Four years later, I end up playing him in a play, and the last day that I walked out, you know, he basically waved at me from another dimension, and the way that it showed up in my reality was it got dark at 3.30, um, and it started lightning and thundering for the rest of the night, 
And every Baba Little that I told that to, they're like, yeah, that was Shango, man, acknowledging you. Heard of my mother. When I found out that Shango was with me, I had a similar experience. Okay? You see? I was somewhere. It was like 8 p.m., though. It was supposed to be dark. But I had mm-hmm. just had this experience, you know, where this, this concept was introduced to my life. And it was the most the craziest thunderstorm, lightning storm that I had experienced you know what I'm saying, in my life up to that particular point. And I just felt that that right within itself was a clear indicator of of, of the presence being felt. And it, it's been repeated after that, you know what I'm saying, time and time and time again where the signs get a little bit clearer. But, yeah, Absolutely. like you said, it, it, the acknowledgement happens. You know what I'm saying? They speak in the language of symbols, and, and in my case with numbers and things of that nature. So the communication is always happening. Please continue. Oh yeah, you know. So so when the gods connect with you, and and this this is something that I want to stretch the consciousness of a lot of people because the moment people, most earthlings hear gods, they turn off. Oh, I don't believe in that. I'm you know I believe in Jesus and no no God and you know and and that's fine because you know those, those those beings are real. But what the a lot of the mythologies people pass off as or they dismiss as, you know, hubbub or just some BS, and it's not that at all. You know, there's a whole cosmological pantheon um, and agency. It's not in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth because that would indicate that earth and God, there's nothing in between the universe. There's no multi, There's nothing in the multiverse. There's no other planets, galaxies, solar systems, and other inhabitant planets, you know, that have sentient life forms on them that resemble us. And alien also, that terminology means it would have you think that it's Jar Jar Binks and Jabba the Hutt. But there are humanoids, human beings that are really long-lived, that live a 1,000 years, 20,000 years, 100,000 years, like it's nothing. It says in the Bible that... One, a thousand years is like one day to God. But the trick is that God was not the creator. That God or the Elohim were the beings that created humans on this planet. And that is a literal thing. And those beings that created us from the hominids are still in existence on another planet. So my point is the gods that work, and they weren't even gods. They were just higher beings. But that's another discussion. But Right. Go ahead. Is, is there any way for us? Because you know the family. You know they want hard facts. Is there any way for us to substantiate that? I tell or you that's what. That's something that we gonna have to just go with. No, 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 no. I tell you what. First of all, you have to realize that a lot of what has been written down has been destroyed. Okay, so, I mean, the best I could do for you is to say, go read your man Zachariah Sitchin's books. He has a whole series, Earth Chronicles, The Lost Books of Enki. I mean, he goes in, and those, he took 30 years of decoding the, um, the clay tablets that are over there in modern-day Iraq that was ancient Sumer, Akkad, and Iraq. Those, you know, and, and why would they lie about any of that stuff? So the Bible I don't want to say plagiarized, but basically took those stories and scratched the surface 
of the Nephilim, the giants in the earth. Let us create man in our image. The sons of God came down, saw that the men, uh, saw that the women were fair and went unto them and produced giants in the earth. Those are literal statements that are byproducts of something that's much a much bigger story that goes into detail in those clay tablets. But the Bible took it and just hinted at it. And now people are like, you know, they don't really, you go to a pastor, preacher, or uh, um, a priest, and they cannot answer the questions. They cannot tell you who those giants were, where they were from, how were we created, what is a hominid. They can't answer those questions. They can't, when Jesus says in the Bible, verily before, verily, verily, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. What does that mean? Who's Methuselah? Who's, who is Melchizedek? Who's the most mystical man in the Bible? But that's just dealing from the biblical standpoint. So the gods, back to the gods again, um, the creator has many, many children that were here before the human form was even a template. Don't forget about that 1.5 billion-year-old black woman that they found on the dark side of the moon. Did you forget that? That disturbs and upsets the whole time faculty, doesn't it? A black woman in a ship who is gorgeous. She's clearly not an earthling, but she's a black, beautiful, gorgeous woman who has dreadlocks that look like clay. The carbon dating is 1.5 billion years old, period. Two of them they found on the dark side of the moon in 1976. Look it up on YouTube. And if you do find the video, make sure you download it because it's probably not going to be there that much long after tonight. No doubt. So, as we're talking about, you know, beautiful billion-year-old sisters or what have you, would you like to introduce a beautiful modern-day sister on the line? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Bring her on. See, this is a beautiful goddess, man. This is my sister. I love her dearly. She kept me on the phone for five hours. I just blew you up. So, so I'm going to let her introduce herself because, you know, I, I, I can't do it like she does it. Indeed. Call her from 443-443-691-443. Call her. Peace. Peace. Number out over the radio, man. <laughs> What's up, baby? You here, baby. What's good? You sure they can take it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me find out you, you over there. You go in, my brother. Yeah, you know how I do. I know, I know, I know. Hi, how you doing, man? Yo, I'm doing good. You know, you're yes. talking to this is this is Blue Pill and Red Pill. This is this show, Know the Ledge Radio KTL. You know. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 that's who I was best. actually speaking to. I I, uh, I took a quick a quick look at uh, at your um, information um, on the uh, on the internet, and I, I was really uh, intrigued by your your Facebook page. I sent you a friend request. Yeah, I accepted you. Welcome. Oh, you did? Absolutely. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I've been a fan of yours for some time, so I consider this an honor. 
Um, you are one of one of the many reasons why I faithfully tuned into the wire. Kudos. <laughs> and here we are. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like we're living in a dream. <laughs> but um, huh? I, I do want you to introduce yourself, you know, to the world, because even though that I have it all together and I know who you are. I just want you to elucidate the family out there as to who it is they are in the presence of. You talking to you, baby girl? I don't you know still if she has. Oh, yeah, her, her line dropped. Oh, man, okay, okay. Yeah, she'll call back in. Yeah, no doubt. I guess her no reception doubt. wasn't so good, but yeah. Yeah. But 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 you know what? Let, let me just blow a horn. She was. I'm not gonna say her name. I'm gonna let her say that. But she was on the wire. She was, I believe, Brooklyn, Babylon, with Black Thought. She was holding it down. Bones Malone. Okay. That was one of her first joints. Is she back on the line yet? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, she go ahead. is. Okay. And um, peace, greetings. You are back with us. Yes, I'm back. Sonya, and yes. uh, wow, we must we must be getting ready to get it on and popping. We just blew the line like that, dude. Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So we back in the building. And, um, yes, I, I do want you to introduce yourself to the world. Let them know who they are in the presence of. Oh, well, this means something. Uh, I'm wider. Your phone's cracking up just a little bit. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It was just cracking late in just a little bit, but you back. Okay. Hello? Yeah, a lot of folks know me as... Uh... Yeah, your reception is going in and out, in and out. Yeah, right. shoot. Hold on. Let me see if I can I can move. I, I... can't okay. essentially... All right. So you know what you do? Look at your phone and make sure you got like four or five bars at least, you know? Bars. Yeah. Yeah. Is this any better? Yes, it is. Okay. Are we good now? Yes. Are we good, guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, we can okay. hear you. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. I, uh... Oh damn! Oh. <laughs> this is crazy, Sonya. You you must have, up again. Yeah. <laughs> must have a, a bona fide testimonial. I'm telling you, man. They don't want this to get Bringing out. All sorts of currents to the show. They like. <laughs> are we still? Are we still crackling? <laughs> Better now. We can hear you now. All kinds of walking. Wow! All right, guys. Is it better? Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, okay. All right, now so let me just let me just get in here where I fit in. So yeah, Kima from the Y. Some folks know me from Slam, the first film that really broke me out of the box, and that um, you know that's uh, that uh, Lauren beating that uh, Paul Run Free, which is uh, one of, was one of my greatest hits back in the day in the nineties when the Spoken word scene was uh, getting off the ground in a big way in, uh, in New York. 
And uh, now I'm the uh, founder and chief executive officer of Rewild. Essentially spins off the show that the uh, cast and who are now the founding members of that organization started. And uh, so we're doing a lot of work in Baltimore and uh, working to empower youth, families, and communities living up in underserved areas. Education and, and social advocacy. So, folks, the cast of the Wire was doing. Just look up uh, rewireforchange.org and check. Doing, you know, and doing some writing. But you know, that's me here in the flesh. Fly with Gano. Gano, you be flying at some high heights, my man. <laughs> I got to try to keep up, man. You be going <laughs> deep and flying high. You you was taking us out there. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time just, I guess, heading in the clouds, I guess, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know how we do, though. You know, a little piece. Oh, oh, and, and one thing and one thing. So, so Sonya didn't say, she she was in um, Shaft, and, and Sam L. Jackson was the one that said to her, it's my duty to please that booty. He was saying that to her. I, I know you probably get tired of saying that, but you know that was that was such a beautiful moment in that movie, though. A lot of FaceTime you had on there. You know what it is, right? What's that? Your phone, your phone is your phone is breaking up. So it's crazy. Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, try to try it again. You're going in and out. Oh, man, they're getting on my nerves with this. Yeah, this is not cool. Come on, now. Huh? I want to hear the sister speak her truth. Oh, man, she got some truth for days. Okay. Keep talking. Hey, hold on. I got a spot. Is this my spot right here? Okay. All right. Yeah, that might be a spot right there. Hello? Nope, that's not it. No, that's, that's it right, right there. there. Stay right there. Stay right there. <laughs> so I mean, you know, get some questions in now before before the for the guys actually disconnect us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right. wanna I wanna speak to you about your experiences as an actor. Like, how do you draw the line in terms of, you know, you're out in the public eye and people are constantly identifying you with a, a role, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do your experience dictate that people always feel that you're supposed to be in character? Do they expect you to be the person who they perceive you to be? And how do you differentiate between the two? That's a really interesting question. Um, well, I think for the most part, when I see folks out in public, I mean, they get it. They know I'm not the character. Um but um, they do have some sort of perception of me based on whatever character they they know me to be. Um, so usually it's, oh, wow, you're shorter in person. Or uh, on a good day, it's, you're cuter in person. Um, uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it really just goes about that far. Um, but, you know, of late, what's really nice is because I've been doing so much work with this nonprofit and really – uh, which I really feel is 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 my call and my destiny to 
to use my access, uh, the access that comes with, you know, the sort of quasi-level of celebrity I had to, um, you know, reappropriate, you know, all of that energy into, you know, um, less fortunate places. I think a lot of my fans now know me also because of you know, my connection to community um, and to just supporting healing. And so folks, I think, are getting a sense of me as a person in addition to, you know, the character I play, um, which is really pretty nice. Um, how I differentiate between the two, um, between characters I play, roles I play in myself, um, that's a really good question as well. I mean, I think any actor has to know. I mean, I think it's one of the basic preparation exercises, you know, and the, base, the most basic preparation exercises you can do, you know, starts with the list of, of you know, the two lists, you know, how am I like my character, I differ from my character. Because if you don't, do you know, really understand that you're not really acting, um, but I do believe that there, when I'm, you know, I thought you made a really nice comment around casting and how uncanny it is sometimes that folks are so appropriately um, placed in a role and that there is some sort of energetic space that the person and the creation in someone else's mind of this character, you know, share. Um, right. And uh, it's very. I just ran into Erica Alexander, um, <clears throat> who like, you guys probably know from Living Single, but she's been in a lot of stuff. Um, the yes, yes, she yes. Is, right? Sister with the dreads. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just that we all fell anymore, in love with. Right. What happened yeah, to her? But, mm, no, she's been around. She's been in TV shows and whatnot. She's about to come out in a show called No Winter Sun on AMC. Really good show. Good role. I mean, it's it's going to be a, a, a really good uh, a good show when it comes out later this year. She's on that. Um, I think she just did a movie called La Mission. Um, but at any rate, I ran into her the other day when I was rolling with Andre Royo, who played Bubbles, and um, we were coming from lunch. Ran into her, and she um, y'all y'all was down at Cafe Gratitude. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Yep, yep. Get that, you know, oh, get shout out to Cafe. Clear. Shout out to the Gratitude Plate. That's right. So um, so basically one of the things we talked about was how I became to really to, to like know Erica. It's like I kept seeing Erica in the same auditions. We, was, we were bumping to each other in waiting rooms. One year it was like, oh, there she is. You know, we tested for the same role. Um, we tested for the same role twice. She beat me out every time. <laughs> and she um, was a, sh- a show that the creators of Slam did um, for that was Showtime. Um it was called Street Time, and uh, we were both in that same. Uh, we both tested for that role. She ended up getting it, and um, and uh, just l- not long after that, I ended up booking The Wire, and uh, you know we had a little cackle about that. And uh, but any rate, you know, we talked about how the the creators of Street Time had said, you know, we really wanted Sonya, but the network wanted her. And she said, well, you got me. And I said, girl, you know, they got you. They got me. They got the energy. You know, I feel like people who end up, women I end up in the same, you know, category with, you know, come in, you know, tooth and nail down the line on a roll with, we certainly, you know, we talked about how I consider it that we we share a similar energy space. We share a similar similar energetic space, and we, we share some kind of, of uh, energy together, a spirit space together. So, you know, what they're looking for is an energy. And if you and I are constantly in the same, you know, same room, then, you know, what they're, what they're really, they're casting that energy. 
and uh, I feel honored, you know, when someone, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't look at, you know, I don't get any sort of competitive, like, anti this person or that person vibes when it comes to, to in jobs in this business. Um, I, I really, I really am honored by the people who I share that space with and understand that, you know, we're obviously channeling something very similar. And, uh, you know, whoever gets the role gets the role. That's kind of a formality, really, you know. But I do know, I, I believe my, my jobs are, you know, predestined and chosen for me. So I don't get caught up in, in, in all of that, you know, ego stuff. But um, at any rate, yeah, you know, I um, I do, I did really like your comment on casting. And uh, and I do take very seriously when, you know, I try to get the energy of the character right and I try to know what it is about me in particular that I bring into the that is obviously something that I can't, um, I can't isolate from myself. When I walk in the room, you're going to see my position. You're going to see, you know, the character, but you can't take my energy out of that character. What I do is I just, you know, mutate it a little bit to fit what, you know, what this character is, is supposed to be that isn't me. But at the end of the day, I have to know sort of what you're, what is it about me that allowed that, 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 that brought me into that room. Because it's not like you see the audition before I come in the room. You see my work, you know, you see me. And something about me that you believe fits into this into this role, and so I try to be cognizant of that. No doubt. Indeed, I'm gonna have to ask um, both of you to pause for a second and join us. We do our 1111 meditation, which allows us to synchronize our quantum mind with 1111, which we consider a portal time, so we could all tap in. We'll take a very short break for our Omni Pad Me Own meditation, and we will be back shortly around, you know, 11.14, 11.15, and we will continue from there, all right? So, family, you know the drill. Please find yourself somewhere uh, dark, preferably pitch black. You can turn your lights off in your apartment. You can actually cut the computer monitor off without killing your computer. Find yourself a chair where your seat is straight, Back feet flat to the floor, hands on the edge of your knees, palms facing upwards, uh, index, index fingers touching and thumbs touching to form a pyramid, tip of the tongue touching the roof of the mouth. All right, you're going to be pulling your air from your abdominals through your nose, exhaling out of your mouth. All right, and we will be meditating to the mantra of Omni Pad Me Own. Omni Pad Me Own family stands for the perfect balance between the masculine and the feminine um, energies. There's the jewel and the lotus. And take this time to, uh, you know, I'm not even going to necessarily tell you what to do. Just let it just let it be. We'll be back shortly. Oh, 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 oh,
Peace, 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 peace. Peace to the family. Peace, y'all. Good meditation. Yeah. Yeah, good, thanks. Um, I definitely want your sister to continue her build, but when we do come back and you get back into uh, your segment, I want you to speak about Ascended Masters. That came to me in my meditation, and that's what the Spirit wanted you to build upon. And I will get into the, um, you know, the questions and the subcategorical questions pertaining to that when you're ready to go. Okay, whenever you're ready, man. Okay. Sister Sonia, are you still with us? Sonia. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, can you hear me? Yes, yeah, I can. Yeah, that meditation must have took you out of here, huh? Must have taken me out of here. Thank you so much for that. It's all chuck. Just be still for yeah. <laughs> You still that so? I'm here. You Okay, you're going in and out again. Oh, man. Okay, okay there you yeah. go. We hear you now. We hear you okay, now. Okay, all right. Yeah, so back yeah. with that. Yeah. Take a minute to be still. Yeah, you got to be still. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so you did you finish completing that um particular question, or you still want to go a little bit deeper into it? Yeah, I completed it. Okay. All right. Um, In addition, uh, what I would like to ask, you know, pertaining to that particular question, is that, of course, we know with the character... I was what I was doing. I made a comment earlier about Barack Obama, and you know a lot of people's preconceptions about him. And I understand that you're in the Baltimore area, so this might be a little touchy. I'm gonna try to tread as lightly as possible. <laughs> I'm gonna try to Okay. <laughs> so. You know, I was speaking about the fact that, in a way, we are all actors. And when I say that, when 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 I look at the craft of acting, and many people attribute acting to Neptune and Pisces energies and things of that nature, but uh, as it was brought to my attention, and I, I looked a little bit deeper, and I'm seeing a lot of Gemini influence because there's a dual nature. You know, an actor is who an actor is, and then the role that they are casted in, and they have to find the fine balance between the two. And when we were speaking about the fact that there are certain actors that live within roles, you know, for their, you know, that the, the actual person who they are is even a character. 
like for take for instance a a, a Jamie Foxx or a Tom Cruise or many other you know actors that have different names altogether which carry whole different energies and what have you, you know, so they came to Tinseltown and became somebody new in order to become an actor. And that within itself is a character. And you take someone like Barack Obama, who also has different names, you know, and he himself, in my opinion, is one of the ages, the best actors of the age. Because he's able to personify it all on a world stage. You know what I'm saying? The charisma, you know, the, the multiplicity, the drama of it all. You know what I'm saying? He gets to play it out on a world stage, you know. And the the price, you know, the, the, the stakes are, are that much higher because he's playing with people's lives. You know what I'm saying? And laughing about it. So when I look at him on that level... I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and then even astrologically, when you look at us all as people, you know, the Gemini within us all, the fact that we have a sun sign and we have an ascendant. So we have the sign that dictates who we think we are, and we have a sign that dictates who the world thinks we are, and we have to find the balance between the two, okay? So with that being said, and me seeing those particular similarities, is it safe to say, as you study the craft, that the whole world is a stage, as people often say? Is there something additional that you can add to that with having a grasp <laughs> on the craft of acting? Oh, Get wow, so. wow. Very, 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 very good question. Very deep. Wow. You hit a lot of topics right there, man. It's, it got to sort of, like, choose do I want to go in, in through? Um, you know, um, I will say for myself, and, you know, I really do reserve the right for every human being, every spirit, you know, define, you know, their, you know, who they are, and, you know, who they are, spirit, if, if they choose to identify else that way, and they do that, I kind of reserve that, you know, yeah, honor everybody and kind of choose and you choose um, and not sort of broad brush stroking with my understanding of, of spirit and how it Hello? reflects down Can you hear me? Did I lose I can. you? You were you were wavering just a little bit, but um, yeah, you're back with us now. Hello? Oh, man. Hello? Can you hear? Yes, 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 we can. We can hear you now. I think we just got to keep talking. Hello? Gano, hello? Yo. Is there any way that you okay. could patch her through on your three-way? That's a good question. Um, You know, that's a good idea. You might want yeah. to try that because I really want her to get okay. what she's saying. Yeah, I'm going to hang up, Gano, all right? 
Okay, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. Okay. Okay. I bet. I bet. Boom. Um, right. It'll work. I feel that you know what she has to say is very important, and I want to get it properly cataloged, you know, for the archive, as well as for the family that's in the building right now listening live. I want her to be heard. Okay, give me one second because it it rang and then it it got busy. I'm gonna try one more time. Hold on a second, okay? All right. All right. It's D Family Red. You still with us? Hollywood Red, you still with us? <laughs> I'm back. Hello? I ain't never go nowhere. Yeah, I'm here. Come on. Yeah, Neo. This is up your alley. You know what I'm saying? I'm just having a more to say. I mean, I'm listening to this. this, this okay. Can, yo, can you hear us? Um, can you hear us, Blue? I, I can. Yes. Yes. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, yes. Sonia. Yes, we can. I found Which is in my car, okay? I'm doing it, brother. <laughs> you, had to, you had to go to the car? I literally get him. Um, okay. And uh, so where were we? Um, so, yes, I was getting. Oh, wow. Did I. Did I, did I Right before you started speaking, it um, it went out again. Are we out now? And then, and then, yep, now we're, we're, on, we're on now. Yeah, yeah. Go out again. Somebody is <sighs> really, somebody's really playing games. We have to make. We might have to make. Yeah, they're doing another show. So crazy. Whenever you, yeah, I can't even hear you now. Yes. When, well, when... Gonna... Hello? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, now we hear you laugh. Oh, man, this is this is crazy. <laughs> this is... Yeah. Uh, what, what, oh. Yeah. Okay. Because can you hear me or not? We can now. Yes, we can. But not now. Yeah, Gaino. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I think you're going to need to uh, yeah. pick up Slack. Let's you know. do it again. Okay. I love you yeah. guys. Sorry. and, and All right. We're going to make it. It's going to be explosive. I'm saying I'm going to stay in contact. I got some information I want to share with you. And um, we're going to make it monumental. Okay, I'm going to disconnect the call. Hold on one sec.
Oh, no, this brother's mind just dropped. Let me pick it back up. Call it from the 212. Gain no peace. Oh, peace. Right here. And back in the building. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry about that, Sonia. That was crazy, man. It's, you guys have to line up another show, and um, Sonia has a lot of information, so, you know, got to schedule that, you know? Yeah, we'll make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Yes, indeed. But I want you okay. to segue into, you know, what I asked you. And the reason that I asked you is for the communication that I had is that, you know, the family was like, there's a lot of skepticism surrounding the ascended masters, you know, because of their depiction often as Caucasian, as Europeans, you know, right. and the family normally doesn't allocate um, that particular genus um any uh existence off of the planet but yet they uh pronounce every day of the week which are Greek <laughs> anyway um and not to mention the zodiac and the mumps and well you, you know what? what, what uh, I, I, want you, I wanted you to yeah, expound upon that. Okay. And, um, yeah, do your thing. Okay. What I have to say to to that is in, once again, um, and 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 I could I could understand why people um, that are uh, of a certain race may feel some kind of way about the um, depiction of of certain ascended masters. I could definitely understand that. Um, but beyond that, what happens when you go to sleep and you go to an initiation where there's thousands of people um, and then St. Germain walks up to you and gives you um, a diploma or something that's rolled up with a gold band around it, shakes your hand, and you're looking into his his eyes and... It's surreal, surreal meaning more real than your reality, but when you're in your astral body, everything is uh, ten times pronounced. So what do you do with that? And when you come back into your physical body, you can't shake that memory, and that of what you were doing and where you were, if you, you come across Quan Yin, you come across uh, Mother Mary. There are people that have seen mother mary just as the way she's depicted um with their physical eyes so what do you do with that you cannot discount that because now you know one well, of these beings right. can i ask you this you know what i'm saying because people will, will will trip you know what i'm saying they'll take tabs or what have you they'll drop acid you know some people smoke that love boat you know what i mean People do a lot of different things to stimulate um, their mentals, and some of the images that are within the crevices of their mental now become their reality. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we're getting downloaded with images via uh, the movies, via TV, and things of that nature, and a lot of things that have been pressed upon our subconscious, we don't get a chance to interface or interact with them until we get into these particular states. So mm -hmm. are what people seeing actualizations or figments of people's imagination? Well, 
I, I would like to say that, and I think that's a very um, challenging question, what happens if you go to Sedona or Mount Shasta and ISIS or Hathor walks right up to you and or Shekmet walks right up to you? You know, a lioness walks right up to you and is in etheric form, etheric meaning exmoplasma or apparition, ghost-like, and they look at you and you can feel them with all senses of your body. You're not imagining it. It's an actual, or, or even, what do you do if you see a ghost? What happens when, you know, your, your, your father who was crossed over, who's died 10 years ago, you happen to see his ghost comes right up to you and is smiling at you, not saying anything, but the color is so brilliant and you see a smile on his face that you've never seen an earthly smile before. That is a smile that can only be emanated by uh, something that is divine. What do you do with that? You know, these are real occurrences that happen all the time. Um, and I'm here to tell you that the Ascended Masters are very real. What makes them real is that they were once humans, just like you and I are now, but they did one crucial thing. They balanced out, well, some of them, let's say St. Germain, he balanced out, he he. By the way, you know, happy ascension to him because May 1st was his ascension date. But I'll use him as an example. And because of him, he challenged the karmic board to say, you know what? He ascended when you had to get 100% of your karma balanced. All right? So what he did was, which was beneficent to us and benefits us to this day, more people are making their ascension because he went to the karmic board and said, not enough humans are ascending. You guys have to relax the stringency of the impossibility of people ascending. It's too hard to be a mortal and get ensnared in a lot of the traps and the trappings of what it is to be in this duality. So the karmic board, some of them had to incarnate down on this level and realize that St. Germain was right. And what they did was they said now humans only have to do uh, balance 51% of their karma and the 49% they can do in the astral. And because of that act, um, now a lot more people are crossing over into the higher dimensions, um, but it still takes work. You still have to work it out. Um, I, you know, when, what, what do you do when they show up in your reading um, in your divinations or in your dreams or just even in the flesh. Like, you know, so there's not that much imagining in the world. And it's just like if you look at the devas, if you look at the Vedic pantheon, you look at Shiva, Brahma, Vishnu, you look at these Vedic gods, you look at the devas, all of the depictions are exactly the same. They always have those, you know, the makeup and the eyes and some of them are blue. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that these gods that are depicted from the Eastern pantheon always look the same? Do you think it's because that's exactly what they look like in that dimension of reality? I would, I would argue that that's definitely the case. And not only that, but they download the reality of what they look like in that dimension to any artist that is inspirited to present what they look like over there. They have the power to do just that. So the Ascended Masters were human, 
Quan Yin is another one who was who walked the face of the earth. She had to go through all the human foibles and traps and foolishness that we go through. But she had to work in earnest to balance out her karma, and then she won her freedom from the human form. And <clears throat> excuse me, the next step after being human is being an ascended master. So for those people that are able to achieve that, then they will be met once they go through that tunnel of light in this last lifetime, and they will have an opportunity. Some people choose not to do that, though. Some people say, no, I want to go back for another go-round. I want to help more of my people ascend. And there are a lot of people on Earth that decided not to become an ascended master. They want to live one more lifetime, but that comes with some certain perks as well. So the ascended masters are very um, pivotal in controlling certain ways of creation, and they do a lot of work on behest of us humans or earthlings, rather, becoming um, higher beings, and they're right. trying to pull us up. So, Can I ask you yeah, also, well, how do they differentiate from, let's say, you know, different pantheons have different quote-unquote ascended masters. I remember when Raumar came on the program and he spoke about, you know, us actually uh, ascending this particular existence in this realm and not coming back, but joining the ancestors as star systems, which move on to become nebulas and move on to become galaxies. You know what I'm saying? Things of that particular mm -hmm. nature, but that pantheon is more so comedic. You know, mm -hmm. and then there are the Orisha, you know what I'm saying, who were mm -hmm. once said to be in physical form, who have now ascended to become deific forces. So, is there a differentiation once you get on that level in that system? Like, are they spiritually gangbanging in certain places where they got their click and then they got their click? And, like, who 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 pumps with who? Like, how does it work? <laughs> uh, does everyone well, have a seat at the confederation? Is it like Star Wars? You know what I'm saying? Could we go to one planet and all of the big dogs is at the bar? Like, how does it Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, let me answer the question. You, you're going in. All right. Well, first of all, yeah, there have been wars in the heavens that, you know, I don't know if the Bible um, hints at that or as a Quran um, hints at that, but I know that there are some some texts that say there were war. There was war in the heavens. Or if you read the Alien Bible, a.k.a. the Urantia book, which is 2,300 pages of clearly off-world information, or if you read the um, the Owaspi, um Cosman Bible, there's a lot of information in there. If you read the uh, Atrahasis or the Era Epos, the Illuminis, you read some of these books, they clearly tell you, um, they describe in detail what is going on off the planet. But to answer the question specifically, yeah, there are ranks. You know, they you have the Orisha. The Orisha are the um, Yoruba right. African gods, and yeah, that you you know you have to be from that pantheon to be considered an Orisha. But they do have hold, the counterparts. Hold, Go ahead. Right. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Red, red, you there, red? Yeah. Yeah, I need you to do what we discussed earlier because I have to move from my location. So we're not going to have access to the, to the phone lines if you don't have computer access, right? Nah, I don't have access right now. Okay, but I still need you to, um, you know, pilot the Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. 
Oh. All right. Nah, I'm good with that. I'm just, uh, you know. So, yeah, I'm going to have to hang up. You're going to have to call that number, and I'm going to have to call in the call-in number, punch myself in, and then, you know what I'm saying, we'll keep rocking. You, are you talking to me? You want me to call back in? No, 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 no. Not, not you. Okay. I'm just giving instructions to Red, so he knows. Okay. Um, the eight. You want to call the eight six six number? Yeah. Just give me a minute and a half, and then. Do you All know right. the um? That's what I'm saying. Do you yeah, know the information? No. Give me. Just text me the um. Just text me just to be sure. All right. So yes, Ganos, keep keep talking. I'm a, I'm gonna turn on the. Uh, I'll be listening to you live on the radio. All right. So I'm about to go on autopilot. Okay. Huh? I'm gonna go on autopilot. Um, the way that I understand it, in a over and outer stand it, is this. There are many different ranks um, in the cosmos of, you know, there, there are different, uh, there are there's a, there are hierarchies and there are bands of different, you know, there is the Galactic Federation of Light and there are, um, you know, Ascended Masters and there are, there are um, logos, planetary logos, there is galactical logos. Um, you know, there's Shanat Kamara. He is supposed to be the planetary logos, and the world teacher is Maitreya. And then you have a, a galactical logos, um, a solar logos. You have um, Titans, Olympians, Orishas, Neturu, gods, demigods. Um, there are, you know, you have angelic beings. If you look at the um, the alien Bible, it talks about, you know. Um, the Nalana decks, the Melchizedek, the bright morning stars, the bright medium stars, the ancient of days, the medium of days. There are so many different um, beings in the multiverse. And then, you know, one of my teachers talks said that um, the humanoid breed of angelic beings only counts for less than 6% of the billions of angels that are out in the multiverse. You know, so there are um, hey. elemental elemental gods there are so many different types of creator gods um i was also taught that when the creator creates down, right now. as a lot of people don't know what gods are but they're real and because we our intelligence doesn't peak at a certain point we you know we want to say we want to just scoff it off as make believe but it's only because we don't really have the intelligence to glean um, the gravity of it, you know what I mean? Albert Einstein had a uh, an IQ of, let's just say it was 500, let's say 600. But the gods and higher beings, even the ascended masters who were once humans, they have IQs that are in the thousands. You know, gods have um, IQs, intelligence quotients that are in the hundreds of thousands. So if they would even say one word to you from where they're at, it would basically disintegrate your entire reality. So that's why <laughs> the consciousness of us have to step up 
because they would kill you if they talk to you. So they have to look at you and scan you and realize that you're not ready for their communication. So they have to find little clever ways and subliminal ways and safe ways in which to interface with you so that they don't melt your physical apparatus. Right. But the gods are very real. And they are the children of the creator because the creator is the highest of all, but he has many children before earth was created. So that's my point, and I hope that answers your question. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, it does to a degree. Okay. Um, yeah, I still want to, you know, talk about St. Germain and... um. Mainly, I want you to explain the association. You know, people often associate the ascended masses with different colors, different emanations of light. Uh, and you were speaking of the purple cosmic ray. Can you go into what that connection is about? You know what I'm saying? The connection between the the, the cosmic ray, the purple ray, and the ascended masters, you mean? or Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Okay, well... Does, does, does St. Germain have anything to do with the color gold? Does he have anything to do with the color gold? Well, um, I know that Archangel Gabriel has, you know, rocks with that color gold, and St. Germain wears it, but no, he doesn't control um, a gold ray, you know what I mean? Con, you know, St. Germain is the Maha Chohan and the controller of the seventh ray, which is the violet flame and the flame of transmutation. Um, and then you have other ascended masters that control, you know, other different rays. You have Serapis Bay and El Moria, and you have Lady Nada, Lady Master Nada, um, Kuan Yin. They all control different factions of the rays of creation. There is also a ray of creation that is responsible for extinctifying life forms on this planet that are no longer useful. So when you have all of these preservation societies clamoring to try to keep alive a certain um, a life form that has lived out its usefulness, they're doing it in vain because the reason that that ray is killing off the life form is to wake, make way for new life forms. You know what I mean? Just like the dinosaurs were once on the planet, but the seventh ray had to uh, extinct them because they had to make way for newer life forms and they're no longer on the planet. And everything is in divine order, even if it comes out of chaos. Indeed. Red, you Yeah, you uh you need yeah, me to do that now? Uh, yeah, bro. So, um, save the the whales as they're not. No, I wouldn't say the whales. The whales are definitely the you know the whales and the dolphins are the original um, gate holders of this planet, and they are actual enlightened beings. So I'm definitely not talking about them. They definitely need to be saved because their consciousness holds the balance for. Um, this planet in many ways, and I think that without them, uh, the planet would have been apocalyptically uninhabitable long ago. So they do a lot of, they provide valuable service to our oceans and, you know, definitely got to have them. The dolphins as well, correct? 
Absolutely. Maybe, you know, I mean, even the killer sharks have a role to play, but, you know, there are some other um, entities and, you know, beings that are here that, you know, it's okay for them to die off. It's not going to throw off the balance of the ecosystem or anything like that. But the whales is definitely, I don't think, something that could be compromised, though, you know? So what do you say to people that, you know, have Wait. brought gangbanging into spirituality and they say, man, y'all Negroes is bugging. If you ain't talking about the Arishas or Ife or something that's African spiritual based, how dare you? You a sellout blue pill. How you going to be talking about the Ascended Master? How could you say the Buddha? Well, I would say to them that universe is a very big place, man. You know, and I know that the Neturu, they looked at Sirius and they said that this is where we're from. Um, you know, there's a discrepancy about the creation of our, I guess, the little brothers, the you know, the, the, the Caucasian people. Um, and Seti Wan, it says that they were a genetic manipulation that went wrong. And, you know, they're the ones allegedly that have caused all the havoc and strife in the world and that may or may not be true but then you have um white folk that clearly don't come from this planet and who are good and they have nothing to do with the malefic oppressive reptilian uh nature of the some of the beings that actually created and inserted the fight or flight response in the modern day homo erectus have nothing to do with that. Okay. So you have beings that come from the Pleiades or Lyra who might be blonde haired, blue eyed, very peaceful, loving, powerful creatures that have, um, are just as, you know, creative and wonderful as maybe some of the Orishas that have Iwapeli or some of the Neturu that have, um, Maat, you know what I mean? Um, but it is all relative. And, you know, what do you say about the Davis? You know what I mean? What do you say about them? Where are they in this whole thing? What do you say about the Asian gods? What do you say about the, the three holy ones of the Tao, the three ancient ones? What do you say about the Jade Emperor? The Jade Emperor is someone, if you read his mythology, it says that every dollar that comes to this world comes through his celestial bank account. And he's mm. a God that's infinitely wealthy. Okay. I know someone that had Jade Emperor on his altar and he made offerings to him every day, sometimes two and three times a day. And he said that the statue winked at him. <laughs> and another time the statue smiled at him. And I believe him because when you have a statue, which is a representation of the higher being that basically pulls that energy into your space. I have, um, Balder, Balder is Thor's brother. Okay. I had Balder on my altar and, um, he's a very powerful being. And I put a banana on my altar you know, it was there for six, seven weeks, and it turned brown, and I peeled the banana one day, and it was fresh. And I have a picture of it to prove it. So what do you do with that? Basically, Balder 
the God from Asgard, which is in a whole other dimension, he extended part of the fifth dimensional entity of, of Bordis right on my altar and preserved the banana. So what do you do with these things? You can't make this stuff up. Mm. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. Yes, indeed. Yes. Whew. I just, <laughs> yeah, you may, you may have to get, uh, are we capable of doing bombs right now? We're bombless? Bombless. You got Nobody a... man it. Nobody's man in the drone. Well, you get a, you get a. <laughs> Don't worry, we can edit that later on. <laughs> but I was saying something yeah. similar the other day, like you know, I was looking at a, a group of fish. I was actually looking at a video of um, the marvels of the uh, underwater kingdom, and then you know. It took you through the tropical fish, the colorful fish, the coral reefs and stuff like that. Then we went to the bottom. We got real deep. And where them fish, you know, the fish got lights on them. I would love to eat a fish that had oh, lights yeah. on it one day. Yeah, now, you don't want to eat them bioluminescent creatures. <laughs> and aren't they ugly as hell? They ugly. They got, they got, yeah, they got the mugs on them. But uh, if you are what you eat, you're going to turn into a hug mug. Hold on. And, and, and hold on. Please, please forgive me for using that word ugly, man, because I don't believe it. But let's just say they're, they're, they're unsightly because ugly is not a good word. So, so please let's just say when they were the saying that. Yeah, when the good creator created them, you know what I'm saying? He was just yeah. he was heavy handed on the pencil. When he created them, he was real heavy <laughs> on, the, on the pencil. Right. But um, I was like, I said, that's real interesting that this creator has a sense of humor because he or she, sorry, Sister Rod, I don't mean to, you know, it has created these beings of a colorful nature. Like, he was, you know, whatever the creative force was, it wasn't saying that, you know what, I'm going to make a melanated fish, you know what I mean? You know, damn near indigo purple, you know what I'm saying? He'll be the, the top of the fish, you know what I mean? Like reverse Aryanism, you know what I'm saying? People complain about this caste system. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Just just the hypocrisy that goes on, you know. Oh, the Dravidians. Creativity, creativity is extremely expansive. I was flipping through the channels the other day, and I actually saw a fish that had a transparent head. Did you, any of you guys see that? You could see through the, the fish's transparent head. Yes. Wow. You know, but I well, saw one thing, I saw a fish with a with a damn lamp on it on his head. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe it had man. the same kind of halogen lights as a as an Audi eight, the A eight. It was like, yeah, blue. You know, and I was like, when all of these different races were created by the same entity, power that created these colorful fish, you know, all over the ocean, and then all of these colorful animals and mammals in the Serengeti and things of that nature, and all of this colorful flora, these colorful flowers and things of that So you mean to tell me? This is what people are going to try to get by on us. That when he was creating man, he made a mistake by creating the pale man. I mean, 
that this was this this had to be you know this just couldn't be right like this just had to be a, an abomination of science. The only person on this planet that was deemed to be created was somebody of a dark hue only. Like the mixing of the seed to create other hues and other things of that nature is abomination, and these people need to be erased. Do you I, I don't. What you're telling me? I don't subscribe to that at all. What I'm saying is that. Oh um, no, not you, brother. I'm not. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hypocrisy mm-hmm. that you know those of us who claim to be ascended minds, you know what I mean, or, or super conscious or ascended beings, the hypocrisy or the audacity that some of us carry ourselves with, and, you know, we, we don't realize certain things. And I've always said this, that, you know, there is no color of, of the, the, no, there's no deities in the heavens that, are walk, walking around with, with color issues. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have a... There's not, I don't think that there's a color... It's like, there's not a white god with a white beard on a white cloud up in the cosmos. You know what I mean? Cut that one out. The same yeah. way that there ain't no dude that's like pitch black with gold teeth, you know what I mean, on the top of a mountain making things move and shake. Like, that shit is not... That's not your... That's not reality. That's not what's going on right now. You know, I, I got it. I got one even better for you, man. Or have one, some, you know, somewhat on a parallel. What if you found out that one of your cosmic parents is is a white woman? She gave birth to your soul. What do you, what, what would you do with that? Wow. You know, I know some people will put that on their resume and try to get a job, but I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, like, like let's say let's say Shango is you know, and by the way. You know, I said this before, the gods do not procreate the way that we do. You do know that, right? They don't produce their offspring in the grotesque way, um, that's a LOL, in the way that humans have to procreate. Um, higher beings, yeah. certain higher beings, look at that as primitive. That's nasty. Yeah, that, 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 that's primitive, right. You know what I mean? It's archaic. So when they procreate, they do it in a way that we would not understand the same way that if you tried to have a conversation with a dog about color, the dog wouldn't understand what the hell you're talking about. If you well, if you wear red, it's an active color. If you wear blue, it's a passive, tranquil color. If you wear green, he wouldn't. If a dog had the intelligence to even talk with you, he wouldn't know what you're talking about because dogs don't see in color. So the same is true with humans attempting to understand how gods can procreate how Zeus can produce a daughter from his head. His head got cracked open by Hephaestus, and out came Athena, fully developed. You know what I mean? Or, you know, Obatala creating retarded children because it said that he was drunk, as the mythology says. How was that possible? So they create... I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut your wisdom. We just want to inform the audience, the listening audience, to call in so you don't get cut from the live stream because we are definitely going in. The phone number is 347-637-2135. I'm going to repeat that one more time. That's 347-637-2135. And the lady from Britain on Blog Talk just said that there's 60 seconds left. So please call up so you guys can rock with us. 
for the remaining uh, minutes that we have on this show. Like I said, we're not manning the board, so we won't be able to take calls tonight. Um, you know our blog, you know our Facebook page, Know The Ledge TV, and some of you have Blue's email. If there's any questions that you want to ask, we may have to start doing it like this. Even on the Blog Talk page where the show is, you could write your questions in the comment box, and we will do our best to have your questions answered in a timely manner. But we will be doing a part two um, show with the brother and Sonia and maybe some more special guests. But please continue. Okay. Well, now I pretty much completed my thought. Um, I'm just saying that, you know, what we've been conditioned by um, just with, with our indoctrinations of of this is, is not – we we don't have a clue of what is real and what's not. And what we think is real is a joke, and what is real, we laugh at it. It's funny, the government did something, uh, the, Brook, the, Brook, the Brookingsdale Report, 1959. This was after, you know, we were visited a lot by the, the Zeta Grays from the Sixth Dimension that were coming here. And um, they were they started coming here because we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945 and almost cracked the earth. They said, "What the what the truck are y'all mm-hmm. doing? Y'all can't be doing this." So you know uh, they wanted to suppress everything based on what happened in War of the World in 1939 when people went crazy. So this is what they did: they went out and canvassed uh, many cities and they gave people the data that. Uh, what the reality really is that we do come from star nations and um, that how religions are concocted and they're not real and certain other things. And when people were faced with the proof that was shown to them that is classified, a lot of grown men broke down in tears because it shattered their reality. Everything that they thought was real wasn't. And this, this Brookingsdale report went on for about, uh, it was submitted in 1962. So that's when the protocol had changed for the government, and they said we cannot allow our populace to know anything that, uh, you know, that is extraterrestrial, meaning yeah. uh, aliens. We can't acknowledge that because these people cannot handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. That's what that's about. You can't about. handle the truth. <laughs> you know what I mean? Period. A lot of people say, you know, I want to see an extraterrestrial. I want to see a saucer. I want to see a spaceship. But if one pulled down right in front of you, it might freak you out. You might not be ready for it. That's why the angels don't present themselves in their true form, because although a lot of people say they want to see the angels, the angels know you better than you know yourself based on your energetic exactly. signature. They know that if they came to you, you'd bug out. So they leave you alone, and they'll say, okay, they'll just come to you in your dreams, and they'll drop some postcards in your dreams, and they'll talk to your ancestors, or, and they'll try right. to... Or speak through numbers. Yeah, they'll you know, come through with the numbers, that, that, the 444. Yes, oh, so go. they can manipulate your reality so that you see them in a safe way in order not to breach your contract, and even more than that, not to freak you out, as the white folks say. You know what I mean? So they're very responsible creatures. Mm. Very interesting. Very interesting. And I've often often said, just to help, you know, prepare the family, you know, mentally, 
to grasp these concepts that, um, you know, when we're talking about the spirit world, we're dealing with, you know, energies and, and things that are deemed un, the unseen, intelligence that are deemed the unseen. But this frequency, this, uh, these phones that we're on right now, they emit an intelligence that is unseen, but it doesn't spook you out. You won't deny it because of the simple fact that we're talking on the phone. There's something emanating from my phone right now. There's a signal that you can't see with your naked eye. But if you put on the right glasses, if you look through the right lens, you'll be able to see the infrared beams that are coming out of our phones and bouncing off the satellites outside of the orbit of the Earth. That's right. You know what I mean? Um, so these intelligences, the spirit, the spirit body is a form of intelligence. I'm not going to compare it to the signals that come out of computers and things of that nature, but the same way that you can't see that, but it doesn't negate the fact that something is not taking place, it's almost the same theory that you can apply to the spirit realm and the realm of the unseen. Just because you cannot see it, it doesn't mean that when me and you meet, our spiritual bodies will meet on a whole other realm, on a whole other unseen realm, they may even be at war with each other, or they may they, they may be you know it may be a, a love offering or whatnot. But you you won't even be able to you'll feel certain things sometimes when you feel uneasy around a person. Like, well, goddamn, why did that person just rub me the wrong way? Like, what's going on? Like, why am I getting vibes off of this person? Spiritually, you may have a your spirit and that person's spirit may be may clash the minute you meet. That's they may right. be picking up on something that took place in lifetimes before. Or they may be an attraction that you have. Or you may be sitting on a train and just look at a person and just be totally captivated by them and be like, wow, what the hell is going on? Maybe That's your right. spirit and that person's spirit has it. You might, you have, you may have met your kindred spirit or they may be a, 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 a twin yeah. flame situation yeah. going on. All kinds of things. I want to segue into that. This particular time, brother Gano, like you know, the information that you've been able to concoct, you know, is there such a thing as that? I heard a lot of, you know, different ideas on that particular dynamic. Is there such a thing as what? Uh, twin flames. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's an ascended master named Ramsa. And Ramsa has written a lot, well, not a lot, but a couple of books that are out of print. One of the things that he says that somewhere along the line, um, even here in this, uh, before we took the fall <clears throat> for Atlantis, felt we were unified. Uh, something happened where we were split down the middle in terms of positive and negative, women being the negative charge, not as in connotation, but just as the polarity, and men were split uh, I mean, men were the positive charge, but prior to that, we were unified, and once we were separated, um, that became, uh, you have your divine counterpart. Now we're so scattered um, right. because so let's, of let's that. Your, your In forms of energy, you know, we're talking electric, magnetic, reflective, receptive, All right? Yeah. 
the the your twin flame a lot of people think that your twin flame is someone that you're attracted to or your soulmate or something like that but from what i've been taught and from just my research your your twin flame a lot of times may have moved on beyond you and learned all of their lessons and have been incarnated in a higher dimension but that's still your twin flame and you have some work to do um I actually had a dream. This was the deepest thing ever. Like I had a dream one day. Uh, I was laying in bed, and I woke up. But I no, in, no, in the dream, I woke up in the dream, and I had a memory of of someone that I had been with, um, and I knew exactly what she looked like, and I remember what it was like when we engaged, you know, made love together, and all of this stuff. And I searched my entire database. Of, of this mind, and I couldn't find who she was. So what happened? What had happened was, I realized that somehow a past lifetime memory of this woman had came in, but it was the saddest feeling in the world because it, it she was not from this lifetime. Somehow I overlapped into my prior lifetime or prior lifetime after that one or whichever one it was. And it was a very, very sad feeling. And this could is the reason a, why. Could have been an alternate reality? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't even think it was an alternate, alternate. Well, an alternate reality could be a past life as well. Um, I don't think it was an aspect parallel reality. You know what I mean? I don't think it was a seventh dimensional or sixth dimensional aspect. I, I, my soul felt like it was a past lifetime. Um, but, but my point is that this um that happened for a reason that was an indicator that either I had moved beyond her or she's moved beyond me and you know my brain kind of shut that down um but that probably was my twin flame and that probably was the uh the negative or the feminine part of myself that I was split from the split away from eons ago so we all have that splitting, and a lot of times uh, you, you might be in a whole other dimension, another galaxy, another solar system, um, but you eventually will come back together. And this is the reason why men and women are always propelled to have sex, because you have that primal drive to rejoin with your feminine counterpart. This is the reason for that. And I was sharing on the show that there is no other form of connecting to another human being that supersedes, you know, the act of um, sex. You know what I'm saying? The conjoining of the two spirit, the two physical bodies, which in turn is the conjoining of the two spirit bodies. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can stare into a woman's eyes all you want, you know what I mean? Until, you know, you play the blanket game, you could you know, hug somebody until you, you know, until you break their spine. That, that's that that that's the sacred act right there, family. You know what I mean? That's that's the conjoint. That's so that's why people, even if even in done in, in what you what we what we may deem as in our lowest nature, our lowest states, all the way up into our higher states, that 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 sacred unity takes place because it's like you said, brother, it's the. Uh, you know, it's those spirits coming back together, the yearning to uh, be one again. Right. You know, and if anybody who's ever been in if if everybody, if, for the family that's truly been in love before, there's been, you know, 
what do they say? I'm one with my with my with my love. I'm one with my woman. Like she finishes my sentences. She knows what I'm thinking. You know what I mean? Like I could feel her if anything happens to her when she's hurt. I could feel the pain if there's a if there's a, a baby if there's a, a new life in her stomach. You can actually feel the baby. You know what I mean? You feel you feel it when 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 she conceives the the moment of conception. You know. Well. Well, what happens with that too, and and I would like to say just in regards to that, when you do have that, um, you know, the same way we have the umbilical cord that we that connected us to our mother, we have those spiritual cords that are created, and the same thing that happens in your brain when you do something for the first time, the brain attaches a spider-like web to the neural synapses, and the more you do it, that neural synapses that was once a spider, a spider-like attachment becomes a steel cord. The steel cord is the certainty that you have of the act that you have done many times before. So when you are engaged in um, a balanced, loving relationship with someone, you guys have many steel cords betwixt each other, and you even will start to look like the person after a while. So if you look at some of the couples that have been together for 20, 30 they kind of look similar. They look like each other, you know, because you guys will literally rub off, you know what I mean? A, body's, a woman's body will conform to what you want it to be based on the energy that you are exchanging with her and vice versa, and you become a perfect complement of each other, and at some point you become one. A lot of times, you know, couples were, are interdependent. They're not interdependent of each other. One will die or translate, rather, excuse me, I hate that word, die. Um, let me not even say hate because that's not a word either, but I don't care to use it because I don't think it's an accurate depiction of what happens because consciousness never dies. But when one translates from this dimension into the next dimension, oftentimes the other person, if they were really truly matched and evenly yoked and complemented each other, the other one will follow very, very soon, and that happens more often than not, you know. Yes, sir. Many, uh, there's many of us on the line right now who have grandparents or great grandparents or aunts and uncles or mothers and fathers who we can um, relate that uh, situation or occurrence to. So that is very true. You know what I mean? That's why. It is of my. It's just my personal understanding or understanding through experience in this lifetime that you know that once again I go back to the relationship of that being one of the most sacred and honorable acts. You know what I'm saying, and um, that we could partake in in, in this existence. You know, what I'm saying? Right. The power, just the power, the power, the potential. That's you know conjoined and that whole union is just so great, you know yeah. that 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 can change the world. You know what I mean from the, the 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 love that can be emanated from it, the life that could be created from it, the ideas that could come into fruition. You know what I mean the movements that could be started from it, the wars that could be started from it. It's a whole plethora or plethora of possibilities. That can emanate from the joining or the conjunction of two um, human beings coming together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you like this. I believe that there are worlds out there that are only vibratory 
um, on the only vibrating on the love faculty. Um, I did a meditation with Ayahuasca, who is a um, an initiatic, and um, she's a pl- she's an elemental plant goddess, and um, she exposed me to. I had a rose quartz and a lapis lazuli when I was under the meditation, and I have to say, my love dial was turned all the way up. And I know what it means to say that my cup runneth over with love. Like I was loving complete strangers that were in the room. It was crazy. Um, I don't really have a point of reference other than that because I haven't experienced that any at any other time. But quite literally, when you come out of the body and you don't have all of the fetters and shackles and veils and barriers and uh, limitations that uh, being a human puts on you, that's the way you experience love, you know, that life is nothing. You lay down your life in a second or you do something and sacrifice and you become selfless. And that's what we are all aspiring to, hopefully, through, you know, our spiritual work and our non-judging and trying to be as uh, light as possible. You know what I mean? Indeed. Definitely. You know what I mean? I I tried on one of our shows to explain to um one of our callers and just to the audience per se of the concept of the human body being seen by beings that are higher than us, you know what I mean, by ascended masters and beings that are not um in their physical bodies anymore. The concept of the physical body being somewhat of a of a of a prison, you know what I mean? Or the planet mm-hmm. rather you know, the restrictions that the avatar um, entails, you know what I mean, gravity, um, you know, deterioration, the bodily functions, all kind of things that inhibit us who are spiritual beings, you know what I mean, who come from higher realms and whatnot, from experience things such as flight, um, being able to teleport, you know what I mean, being able to dematerialize, being able to just think something and it appears, you know, have, you know, manifested thought on the, like, right away. And just a whole bunch of other things, you know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you did touch on that briefly, you know what I mean? And um, you just gave me more clarity to that whole situation. Because I'm still studying when it comes to all that. These are concepts that come into me in meditation that I'm picking up from studying um, different books here and there. And it's, you know, it's just beginning to make more sense to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm revisiting books that I read in the 90s and when I was in my teenager years or my young adult years, and I'm revisiting certain books, and it's beginning to make so much more sense because I've been in school for so long, you know what I mean, getting all of these, these picking up these jewels that are being dropped on each and every show. You know, it's helping, it's changing my perception. It's, it's helping mature my whole way of seeing things. And... I'm even working on my whole judgment situation because that was a huge hindrance that um that I uh there was that was, that was one of my flaws. And I'm 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 not, you know, my ego won't stop me from expressing that. You know what I mean? Like one of my main flaws was the fact that I was very judgmental. You know, I had a concept about what consciousness should look like or what consciousness should be or, you know, 
what kind of person you supposed to be if you was cool and all of that stuff. And it stopped me from, you know, it, it, it stopped me from experiencing, experiencing life in itself. Feel me? Because I was going through what is known as Groundhog Day a lot. I was having the same experiences on a daily basis. It, it felt like a loop, it felt like a broken record. Because I was mm-hmm. not expanding my, my possibilities and my reality, I wasn't allowing myself to grow. You That's know, right. I was, I was blocking. I was blocking life in itself. So by seeing this as just a movie, you know, because you don't want you won't you ain't gonna watch Heat. You you might have character like I didn't like Wayne Grove when I was watching Heat because he mm-hmm. was a big f up. You know, I, I liked. Robert De Niro's character, Robert De Niro's character, I like Al Pacino's character and other characters, but I still watched the movie and I and, and I, I let it play out. And I knew from certain people's, the character of certain people, you know what I mean, what their ultimate fate, what their ultimate fate may be. I knew that they were antagonists, so they're going to show up at certain points in the story and be antagonizing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, that's allowing me to, to to just look at life like a movie. Look at this thing like it's written out. It's a, it's, it's the perfect play. It's a mythos. It mm-hmm. has allowed me to accept people for their roles that they play and certain energies that they carry. Some people are protagonists. Some people are antagonists. You know what I mean? Some people are heroes. Some people are villains. It is what it is. I watch villains become heroes, and I watch heroes become villains in the story. It's very interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, a lot of plot twists and things of that nature. But by doing that, it really allowed life to begin to flow for me again. It, 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 I guess I broke the dam and then it just gushed forward. And then I, I, I snapped out of the whole groundhog thing and I was able to experience new experiences. And I don't that's know, right. you know, and, and to me, that's, that's that's all I'm asking for here. That's life to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've been at the ebb and flow of life. I've been at my highest plateau, and I've been underwater with them, with those fish that could glow. You know what I mean? Deep, deep right. underwater. Deep under underworlds. You know what I mean? I've been mm-hmm. all over the place. And, um, you know, as long as I'm able to experience that, as long, as long as life offers me the chance to see these different highs and lows, I'm still here. My My limbs work. I'm missing a toenail. I had a little accident. But, you know, all right. in all, it's a beautiful thing. You know, the movie is great. Yeah. So, well, you know what, man? And and that was very eloquent, brother. Um, I, I would just add, you know, to that, you take someone like uh, Tahuti. Let's, let's talk about Tahuti. He says that, know ye, O man, that ye are light. Do you, do you not know, O man, that ye are I'm paraphrasing, so forgive me, it's not a literal. But basically, he's saying that this is not who you really are. You're basically bound in darkness. The darkness is your body. Um, and you are quarantined in a prison. Um, and it's like I said, this is not to castigate the experience of being an embodiment, but ultimately, on the bigger scale, you're much larger than that. And this is the reason why, you know, people like St. Germain and Kuan Yin are here to assist us 
by letting us know that all of your anger and hateration and lust and selfishness and jealousy will not be allowed in the higher octaves of light for you to get there. You have to transmutate it, and that's why the violet flame is a technology that allows you to erase that from your parallel lives and your aspects of yourself because until you master that, you're going to be doomed to stay in this lower state. But the moment you get all of that out of your body, at least 51%, and it's not as hard as 100% because you got to rock out hard. But if you could balance out 51%, that's all they're asking for. If you can get 51% of that out of your complete system, then you can go into a state that because it has to be pretty much perfect. So there are states beyond perfection, but like I said, the dirtiest trick is oh, nobody's perfect, and that's how everybody, no one aspires to at least be perfect. Everyone wants to capitulate to saying that, you know, it is what it is. I'm just human. I ain't perfect. And that allows you not to be all that you can be. So you will be staying here until you actually realize that, the very thing inherent in you, in your soul, that's pushing you to get that house, to get a better position in life, and to do better. That's the divine spark that is the creator that's pushing you to grow. But most people ignore that prompt, and that's why people are miserable, because if you don't obey that, that internal prompt to move forward, it begins to erode and self-destruct inside of your body. And this is the reason why some people walk around and their eyes are black because their soul is dying inside of their body, and that dims your light. And eventually that will be absorbed back into the Godhead, and, you know, then you could say, okay, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, there, there's a lot of levels that lead back to where we once were, and we got a long way to go. I want to just interject quickly, because when you spoke about people walking around with their souls dying, and you talked about the soul actually self-destructing within, I can relate. Okay, mm-hmm. I can I can relate. I've been I've been behind the wall. Okay, um, I've been in circles where you know. I've been in underworld circles, dark circles, you know what I'm saying, with people who, you know, have sat down with me and told me about real life things, you know what I mean? Like, you know, people who can't sleep because, you know, they got body, they got people who, who you know, visiting, visiting them from the other world, haunting them, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spoken to women who got into the uh into like the porn industry because they couldn't make it in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've spoken to women who got into the strip clubs because they you know, they, they, they couldn't pull that we were just paying for college shit on me, like I'm not falling for that. If that's the case, you know, like there should be like three colleges for all of them if that's the case. We got a strip mm-hmm. for college. But you know, they kept it real with me and told me, you know, what were some of the horrible, some of the, the horrors that happened in their life, dealing with abuse, um, rape, you know what I mean, dealing with all kind of stuff. And, and the people that abused them, it was just heartbreaking. And I looked at a lot of them people in their eyes 
because I, I, you know, I could see certain things when I looked deep into their eyes, and you know, I saw pieces of them dying. You know, especially yeah. when 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 you when you take it there, and you 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 know, you go into different realms. You know, shrooms like you were saying, ayahuasca, some some powerful trees and whatnot. You begin to feel <laughs> things begin to open up to you, mm-hmm. and. I know that there's a lot of brothers and sisters in New York, in L.A., in Atlanta, and other places where they're chasing their dreams and they're chasing, you know, what, they, what they've what been told is the, um, the pinnacle of success, and that would be to be in a movie, you know what I'm saying, or that would be to be picked up from a major label and whatnot. I was just in a studio on um, Wednesday, out here in New York in the Bronx um, for Polo Grounds. That's the that's the label to sign ASAP Rocky. Um, one of my peoples came into town. They were dealing with an artist who they just helped get signed and whatnot. So I came up there, hollered at him, and we chilled in the studio. And it was interesting because, once again, I got exposed to that shady-ass world of the record deal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and and have people sit behind closed doors, <laughs> you know what I mean, and come up with ways on how to jerk you out of your life. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. That shit never change. It doesn't change. Yeah. It, it's a, it's a, it's a it's a real dog eat dog world out there, and you know, brothers and sisters are running around chasing these pipe dreams, or they're chasing these these dreams and whatnot because they want to be that dude and whatnot. But a lot of them are dying inside because that dream is not for everybody. You know what I mean? The ratio of the people that make it versus the ratio of the people that don't make it is staggering, family. And we talking about, and you can apply that to the streets. You can apply that to the industries. You can apply that to the corporate world. That shit goes across. The numbers may be the same across that whole border. So the same way that you got dudes running around trying to be Frank um, Frank Lucas and whatnot, they want to be the next Nicky Barnes. <laughs> I don't know why, because all of them fell. No, there's no, I can't give oh, you a wow. name of a, of an urban legend that's still doing it. Here's you know the thing, what I mean? I want to I want to jump on that real quick and, and not to cut your wisdom, God. Um, nah, go ahead. I, 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 I got to jump on that. One one of the things I would say to that real quick. I want to shout out everybody that's listening. You're still on the air and you're listening. Thank you. Keep listening. All right. Um, peace to my man, Cleco, and Coach Kahir. Thank you. You know, it was a great show last night. Had a lot of fun with you, bro. They just texted me let me know they was listening. Peace. Um, no but, yeah, you know, like I said, it goes way beyond the Willie Lynch syndrome. And people have to – what happens when you do get that record deal? or you get signed by that label, or you get that Grammy, or you get that, you know, first billion-dollar check, and a year goes by, and then you realize that it's it's it was an illusion and that you still are not happy. What happens then? That is an indicator that that was, okay, it's something that you thought you wanted. You really did want it, but it's still not going to fill your calabash, and it's still not going to... Stimulate something that's inside. So one of the reasons why I'm having this forum on May the 5th, May the 12th, and the 26th, I know how people 
that catch bodies, they walk around, and they can't get no sleep at night because the ghost of the being that they killed is following them. It's tormenting them. They don't understand that. I can help people get rid of that. There's a reason why people are being, um, you know, people that are being molested or people that have um, done certain things in their past lives, but now they're perpetuating that in this lifetime. So there has to be a reckoning and a balancing. These are karmic issues, and there's certain ways to expunge, expel, and eradicate that, but it takes um, spiritual technique and technologies, and you have to embrace the divine because anything that's physical, a physical quandary, has to be solved with a spiritual um, solution. You know what I mean? So every disease that descends into the physical now body... I balls was working. Hmm? <laughs> I said I wish the balls was up Oh yeah <laughs> You know Everything that descends into the physical Starts in the spiritual first And this is something too I, I Shout out to, to Zizzo On Staten Island You know she's a, a, a three time Cancer survivor You know one of the things that she derived is that When someone has cancer More likely than not It's an issue of resentment and unforgiveness that they're holding on an issue with one of their parents and they refuse to let it go. So when someone has a radical procedure and they somehow beat it and commandeer it, then um, they get it under control. They call themselves a cancer survivor, but then the cancer, the cancer comes back. Why does it do that? Because you haven't changed the pattern of how you're unforgiving your mother or your parents. You're holding on to certain issues, and it metastasizes in your body to remind you that you are thinking the wrong way, and people still don't get it. So it's a pattern. You invite the chaos into your body, and for the other people, and this is what I'm teaching people at the workshop, you create your own misery People don't understand that. We love your miscreations. People want to hold on to the misery that they created and waddle in it and nurture it and feed it and love it, and they want to be sickened by it. Humans love to suffer. Humans love the chaos, and they don't want the responsibility of what true happiness is because if they did, then they would change the circumstance immediately by saying that, okay, I'm going to quit this job and follow my passion. I'm going to walk away from this toxic relationship that's killing my soul. They don't want to do that. They want to stay in hell, and this is what it is. Yep. So we have to ask ourselves, you know, is this really what we want? And the conditioning is inherent in your physical body for thousands of, or some people have lived, uh, the younger souls have lived for maybe 10 lifetimes. The old souls, like myself, I know I've lived for many, many, many lifetimes, maybe thousands of lifetimes. And there's people in between. But but one of the things... Um, is that when you've been around long enough, certain things are just automatic, and um, you have to respect the forces that govern and dictate um, what's happening. And you're going to learn that even if it takes forever. You know what I mean? So when people cross over and they're in the astral plane after they've lived a wretched life here, then they're going to have to act out they, they'll be punished not by their sin, not not for their sins, but by their sins. So if you were to sex 
crazed maniac and that prevented you from doing what you were supposed to do when you cross over you're going to be in a whole bunch of different sex scenes and you won't be able to participate and that will haunt you until one or two things even happen either you burn out your desire or you just will stay there forever and even forever is a finite time but you know when you're dealing with the tapestry of trillions and countless years then you know 50 billion years might not seem that long. You could get life in a porno. Like you could get, get what? <laughs> you could <laughs> you could get sentenced to life in a porno. There are people now that are in that are on the astral plane that are in a redundant cycle of uh there's nothing but the imagery of what they experienced, what they were partaking in here on this plane, and that is haunting them. And they've wow. been there for hundreds of years. And they haven't burned out their, their carnal desire to participate in the lower act of lustful sex. So that act of lustful sex, in order to transmute them and allow them a passport into the higher dimensions of light, has to continue to haunt that soul. This is a force of reality that you signed on for before you started incarnating into this experiment called Earth. You Mm. signed the contract. And the contract was signed way before this was created. That's another thing I want to be teaching about. So a lot of humans are not aware of what their contract is and it's it's a lot deeper than even what some of your belief systems have taught you spiritually and metaphysically. It goes way beyond that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what you're going to be teaching on the 12th? The 5th, the 12th, and the 26th. My My moniker is, what do you do that empowers you? Do your past... Do your past time activities, do your favorite past time activities destroy you or do they empower you? And if you're playing video games and listening to music and trying to be a rapper, listen to the you know, the lower music, not the finer music. And you're having you know, you're smashing everything you can and you're going to clubs and you're popping bottles and you're you know, you're looking at the mirror and your a reflection of a rap star comes back and all of this other stuff, then standing you on somebody's couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, couch surfing, and you know what I mean. You know, there's this thing I love that they got Scotty Pippen and um, Michael Jordan laughing, and it says he has a pair of our sneakers, but he don't have a home or he doesn't have a car. Like this, it's hilarious. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have a business, but he got our sneakers. But yeah, um, you know, you woke up in a Bugatti, nigga. You don't got a home. <laughs> <laughs> a diamond crusted Bugatti for real? You don't have a home. You don't have a, a Lenny. You don't have the life insurance. You didn't wake so, up in yeah. bed. <laughs> you know what I mean, um, but yeah, man. So, so you know, the 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 laws that govern all of this stuff are um, far-reaching, and like I said, if you have to be held over and left back, then that's that's going to be your saving grace, even if it takes forever. And most people do not understand the construct of that because they're too busy in the Bible. I mean, the Bible. Excuse me. You 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 watch Entourage. That was a pun. Right? I intended that, by the way. Uh, not really. But you remember Entourage. 
I do. Yeah, well, my, my boy, shout out to Hassan and Nico Johnson. Johnson, I know he's on there. Exactly. I feel like Ari Gold right now. Oh, yeah. Is, is, is that a good yeah, thing or I think is that I, a bad thing? That's a great thing because I feel like okay. I, I, I might have to be your agent right there because uh, we could we could take this thing right, right here real far. Oh, yeah. You know. Absolutely, man. Because <laughs> what I, I'm, I'm going to just share with you a vision that, I, that quickly just came to me and it put it, it, it made my spirit smile. Then. The information that you have, particularly, and coming from the industry that you come from, and you know, knowing that uh, the bar has been raised with the brother Tyreek Nasheed with Hidden Colors, and um, you know the reception that it got because the brother raised the bar and he produced a product that was industry standard. It was what everybody was waiting for. They was getting tired of seeing Negroes. Right on the chalkboard. I'm not taking away anybody that does their chalkboard hustle, but they just needed that. You know, we we you know what I mean. People got a hundred inch screen TVs, be like, you know, niggas mm-hmm. in four Iron Man is in 4D. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. know, you gotta you gotta keep some. You gotta keep up to pace. You gotta you know what I mean? Like, you gotta keep up. Like when when we saw the secret, the documentary, the secret, it was very well put together. Blew people away because it, it was industry standard. Oh, they did their numbers, so, man, yes. They did their numbers, man. And, it, it, I mean, mm-hmm. that ultra push helped. But who's to say that if we continue to raise the bar and produce top-of-the-line, high-quality stuff and the marketing genius and marketing and promotion geniuses amongst us and the genius publicists amongst us and the genius directors amongst us and the genius producers, the angel investors, the crowdsourcing, when all of this stuff comes together, who's to say that, we can't put together something that will surpass a hidden colors or surpass the secret, and we would be endorsed by somebody who has the ears of millions and upon millions of people. You know what I mean? And I don't know why, but when I'm listening to what you're about to bring to the game and how you can relate to different people on different levels of where they're at, just for the simple face that your face card is good. You know what I mean? Like, people know your face from mm-hmm. from the 90s. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like, you you don't take this as a as a wrong statement, but you the new Bokeem Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he was caught. <laughs> <laughs> but remember, Bokeem was Bo-Kee. everywhere. Yeah, Bo- yeah, Bokeem, yes. Bokeem was, was everywhere. <laughs> 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 That's Paul's favorite actor. Okay. <laughs> I like Bo Keen. That's my man right there. Yeah. When Blue get mad, he start acting like Bo Keen. <laughs> Yo, Blue, I can't that's, believe she's acting like Bo Keen, man. Lyric. That's Bo Keen and Jason's lyrics. Too. You gonna leave me? You gonna leave? Yo, I didn't mean to kill her. Yo, man, that's funny, man. I didn't you do that. I <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what acting Let me find out, Blue. But that nigga was an original. <laughs> they, yeah. they they'll never make another movie. They need to clone him. They need his yeah, DNA yeah. in the bank somewhere. But no, nah, no. Nah, but, but 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 listen, listen. I, I really think I just like, flash yeah. of that. I caught a flash of that. I'm with it. I'm I'm down for. Listen, one of my contracts with the universe is to um, help to wake up people that aren't awoken. I'm definitely with that because you know we could take this. And, you know, we could add, like, Sonia's definitely with it. Like I said, you know, her and I were talking on the phone, and she got this crazy script 
she'll kill me if I say what it is, but trust me, man, it, it's, it's, you know, she's already shopping it around and, you know, I want to help her as much as possible, but you know, the day is definitely coming. And this is another thing too, brother, you gotta, you gotta understand this, you know, we're in the Aquarian age, everything that we do from this point on the action reaction radio ra ratio is popping real fast. So you gotta be careful about what you ask for, what you concentrate on, what you hate on, because the things that you're concentrating on, you're creating and you're nourishing, you're programming your reality based on what you spend your sum total thoughts on. But even more than that, the universe, the planets are supporting the actions of your thoughts. It's a, it's a faculty, you know what I mean? So you have to be very, very clear. Um, specificity is like essential clarity of thought of be aware of what you're thinking about and what you want to create and bring into this reality. You know, in, in red, blue, you know, we talked about definitely recreating something. Same with Umar Johnson and, you know, um, Tariq Nasheed and Sabir Bay and um, um, uh, Hiawatha got together to do that. That was powerful. One and two, I love it. We could definitely do something, not to one-up them, not to win competition because we're not. You know what I mean? There's enough room for everybody. But on a on a spiritual higher level, absolutely. You know, so so let's let's definitely put it together and make it happen and raise the bar up. I'm with that. That's nothing. We could totally do that. Because the consciousness the consciousness has to be raised and um like I said, you know, that's why we all here to watch the planet raise up in vibration, um, and that's gonna bring about a whole a whole another host of things and, and this is why the, the, the ships are cloaked in the clouds. I gotta say something real quick on another note. Um uh Ross Ben Peace, but he did something at the same location um uh, a couple of weeks ago and he showed a whole bunch of clips of the pyramid Merkabas, the pyramid ships. Did you see those? Seen that? Oh man, I, I came on a show and tried to tell the family uh, that's about what I was talking about ben. earlier. Body yeah, yeah, so he, he showed a whole bunch of clips, but dig this. On Facebook, my favorite group of all time, Earth, Wind, and Fire, they used to have this show. It's on Facebook. I can send you the link. I think it's 1978. They did this show in Brazil, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, where they had the same thing. They had a golden pyramid ship. And what they did was they would, uh, it was Getaway they were singing from 1976 from the Spirit album. All nine members of the group, nine, they all went in there. They got inside of this ship, and the, the, the pyramid took up off stage, and when it got halfway up, it, it just collapsed, and nothing was inside the ship. My question is, how in the world did Maurice White know back then there was no YouTube? Do you know what I mean? How did he know that these pyramid ships were in existence. He was doing it back then, and he was like, this is a ship. He knew that because he knew the science. But it's George very Clinton, interesting that he had that as a, as a Merkaba. Yeah, George Clinton and them knew about the ship. Sunrod knew about the ship. Yeah. Um, they said Coltrane and a few of them, some of the jazz musicians knew about the ship. So we're talking about something that has been in existence from time memorial and there are indicators through the arts and other people, you know, they they, they know about these ships. Super. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, 
Oh, yeah, and Blue Pill of this age. <coughs> he knew about <laughs> Blue, <laughs> Blue Woodbine. He knew about this shit. <laughs> Blue Woodbine. <laughs> <laughs> Woody. What's good, Woody? <laughs> nah, but. Yeah, man. <laughs> just, Earth, Wind, and Fire was on it. You know what I mean? They were definitely tapping into something celestial. Uh, Dr. Valentine says that that was his favorite artist. He uh, definitely had me looking at them in a, in a different light. You know what I mean? And then when I did the yeah, yeah, send me oh, that. Man, yeah, I, got, I need that clip. Yeah, I, I got to get with Dr. Philly Phil so we so we could match wits on, on Earth, Wind, and Fire, man, because cause I pride them. Bust this. Hold up real quick. Let me share something with you about about this, man. When we got um when we got initiated into words of power, right? There was a word that they gave us that controlled fire. So I did this experiment where he gave us this exercise to do. You had to say the word a certain amount of times and I did that um with a candle, right? So what I was expecting to happen with the fire didn't happen. And I said I must have did something wrong, and I, I was somewhat dismayed about this because I, you know, I was really. But but Dave, what happened though? That same day that I did this, my mother she texted me. She said, "I just want to let you know, son, that I'm very proud of you and I love you." And I said, "Oh, that's cool, okay." And then my uh, my baby's mother um, of my youngest son, because you know we we've had static back and forth. You know how that can be sometimes. She texted me, she said, Gano, I just want you to know that, you know, you know, I'm really happy that you're the father of my son and you're a great father. And, you know, and I said, hmm, that's, that's odd. But, you know, that, you know, we just came out of, uh, of a tumultuosity, uh, a tumultuous period. So that evening I did this exercise with the word that controls fire. So I went in... Um, I went somewhere on 23rd Street near Chelsea Piers, and I went to handle something, and I, I kept, I walked into this place. It was some corporate event, and I kept seeing EWF. I said, oh, that's interesting. Everywhere I went, I saw EWF on duct tape written down on all of these boxes and all this stuff. And I asked somebody, I said, there's something going on here tonight? They said, yeah, there's going to be a group. I said, I said, who's the group? They said, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and I said, "Oh my God!" Now you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire is my favorite group of all time. I've always wanted to meet them, so I hang out there. I'm waiting. I see Verdine White walking by, and I say, "Dean." Now there, there's nothing I can't tell that brother that he hasn't heard a billion times before. You dig? But I had to just tell him. I said, "I said, Dean, thank you so much for the music." He did, Verdine is 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 Maurice White's brother. He plays the the bass. The dark skinned tall brother. Look at like he looked almost like um Nick Ashford, God bless the, like Ashford, the, the, the right. you know what I'm saying? So um he comes up to me, man, and he says he says, Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that, man. And um he says, So what are you doing? And we kicked it and he was so sincere, you know what I mean? It wasn't fake or none of that stuff. He gave me a tight hug, man, and I I I imagined myself absorbing some of the energy, you know what I mean? And Philip came walking by, and I kicked it with him for a minute, and we took a couple of pictures. But my point is this. The universe is a sentient being that knows you better than you know yourself. Now, here's my point. 
I did this exercise with the fire because I got the word that controls the fire. The universe says, I'm not going to give you that. I'm going to give you something that's way better than you creating a fire. I'm going to let you meet your most favorite group. And the proof of that is my mother and my baby's mother had acknowledged me and the universe as our mother also acknowledged and gave me a gift for being an earnest brother on the same day. You get it? Indeed. That was it. That was the reason. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm just glad that I was sensitive enough to see that because if I wasn't, I wouldn't have caught it. I would have been like, oh, that's a coincidence. Oh, snap. Oh, yo, she texted oh, me. Oh, yo, man. Oh, true. Yo, I'm going to go watch basketball while, son. And I caught it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Let me go see what Stevie J is doing this week. Yo, Stevie no, J, that's, yo, that's, yo, yo, that's my dude right there, yo. He yo, be smashing almost, you, son. Yo, I, I almost got Stevie his little bell back, son. <laughs> she said something crazy to me. I looked at that whole like I was Stevie J. <laughs> yo, Stevie J be doing his thing, so yo, yo, I'm gonna get my hair cut on. Um, Yo, just like him, son, for real. Yo, I'm telling you, son, me and my dudes, we gonna hit the club like like Stevie J and my nigga Benzino. Like I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Yo, come on, man. yo, listen, I'm a boss. Yo, when I get off of this 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 job, man, McDonald's, I got some overtime or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I'm a bar twenty. I'm gonna buy twenty dollars for my man, and I'm gonna pop a bottle over there of um Grey Goose, you heard? <laughs> yo, you hear me, son? Yo, check this. <laughs> when I when I get out of the halal joint, like I got, I saved up my tips. I'm going to Sue's this year. I'm gonna go get me a Jocelyn, cause you know I've been I've been practicing that Stevie J face, dogs. I think I got that doggy. I'm gonna hit hey, yo, her with man, that Stevie J face. She gonna be stuck. Hey yo, she man, I got even, that pink shirt. She ain't son. even know it. I know I could bag her song for real, you know. But nah, listen, listen, listen man. I have to say this. Yeah, shout out to all my real. forty watt, forty watt brothers out there. But man. have you heard? Nah, have you heard the youth lately? Them niggas yeah. is like, yo, son. When I finish flipping these fries, dogs, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna smoke this L. Open up my third eye. Because, you know, <laughs> <laughs> shorties, man, they pineal, they pineal is fucking popping. <laughs> listen, man, listen, and, and this is not, you know, the, you know, the, the, the youth got to have a job, and that's great, and, you know, you do that till you can get to college or whatever and start your business. But, you know, I, I hear a lot of the conversations, man, that take place, um, and it alarms me, man. And, and don't get me started on the, the, the pants Below the buttocks like that, I I, I can't stand that man. I don't get it. I I, I don't understand, bro. Like that's What's that's that it's homoerotic number one, and that's fine if you subscribe to that. Yeah, do you know if if that's what you do, do your thing. But like, why would you? You know, I see dudes pulling it like. Fixing it, like, okay, it's right below my mat, my gluteus maximus. Okay, let me just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to keep it right there. I got these tight britches on. I want people to, I want people to see, like, people are working hard to show their cheeks, and I don't understand that. 
Yo, but you know, but like that, Blue that, pointed that, that's it the out. Status of our people, of some of our people, Blue, man. Yeah, Blue pointed it out that in the winter, like we had a, you know, it's a late spring in New York. It ain't really the hotness yeah. thing kicking in. I got a, I got an ongoing theory about it. In, you know what I'm saying? In the winter, like 20 degrees, dog. In the winter. Yeah. Nah. These dudes, they, they like weren't that, even showing they long jobs. They had boxes on. Yeah. Dude, you you from the whatever LA, they do you remember? Hold on. Dudes would spend hundreds, if not thousands, to stay warm during the cold months, right? Yes, sir. Triple fats, bombers, sheepskin. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it took to stay warm. Remember we used to wear ski goggles. Oh yeah, come on, Film? man. Yeah, mother would be like, look, you got to wrap your scarf all the way around your neck because if any cold air gets in, you know what I'm saying, it could throw yeah. you off. So my mother <laughs> told me the difference between the jacket and the coat, you know what I'm saying, one has to come over your buttocks to be considered a coat, you know what I'm saying, or it's a jacket, you feel yeah. me? And that was, we used to go and get North Faces and everything. And that's how North Faces and all of that popped. It wasn't fashion statements. They became yeah. popular because it kept us warm. So how right. the fuck in 2000, whatever it is, can dudes be wearing their pants down in 20 degree weather and cold air penetrate the extremities, right? My grandpa always taught me about two below. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. got to keep your joints a certain temperature. How could you let cold air penetrate that and that not offset your whole homeostasis, your personage of who you're supposed to be? So, okay, so hold up, hold up. You're telling I me that you. the desire to show your buttocks is stronger than your desire to stay warm, blues? That's what you're telling me, man? The desire for warm, oh. oh, man. To, oh. to keep your... And my thing is... Your testicles I want to meet her. This is scientific, too. To keep <laughs> your, your, your body at a certain degree where it's not 32 below, right? We talking masonry now, family, okay? Right. Where, if, if 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 you allow it to drop a certain temperature, then you are defeating the whole purpose of your personage on this planet to procreate because you can't do it at that level. So why and who and what is going on where you have individuals that will right? Because I'm seeing the shorties doing it too. I saw it first with them in Harlem, where it would be 40 degrees outside and the shorties will come out, and they will have a goose on, but the goose, the goose will be cut off at their waist, and their whole back is showing. So I'm like, I'm like, what am I missing here? Like, how are you staying warm with that? And I was like, Yo, okay. Two things, two things, it was mainly two Spanish chicks. So I'm like, are they hot-blooded, like, like, like the stereotypes be saying? What is the boondocks. The Boondocks did this funny episode when Riley was wearing oh. a little halter top and the man dress and the big, and, and, and you know what I mean? That that's what yeah. it is, man. But but it's monkey see monkey do the hundred monkey syndrome. And I got a theory, B. I got a theory. If they have been eating GMO clone food for over seven years, and we know at this point that the post crack era babies and everything else, even our era, we grew up on, you know. Not me in particular, but everyone else around me grew up on government cheese. What when I used to go to the store, everything you know, what I'm saying that my stepmother was buying was no frills. So we went through that. You feel me? Mm-hmm. All of that was GMO. First introduction of it. You know, what I'm saying everything after that has been GMO. 
So if you eat GMOs on a seven-year cycle, is it not safe to say that you are a plastic being? Thus, wow. when you look at TV and you see the Barbie shit going on, it makes sense at look this at point. Look at TV. Yeah. Huh? In real life. I just want to meet her. Like, I want to meet her. Hold on, man. I, that, whoever, that whoever, whoever the supermodel nerves. is, whoever the super victim is. <laughs> Nothing back here. Whoever the supermodel or super vixen is that these Negroes are trying to oppress, because you know we do everything to oppress the shorty. Yeah. Drag her well, 